Welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This episode, we're going to be mostly talking about preparing for worlds in 300 Modern, as well as dance around a little bit in the world of Silver Age for that side event. This is episode 430. Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional hero clicks. No. Are you serious? Again? How many people even play this game? Like the hundred? Instant deadpan humor. Oh, how okay, six yeah. people think I am funny. It's the hard day's work. Not that you know anything about that. Which absolute fools? It's not Witcher nonsense. I'm gonna make hero clicks like that forever. Are you kidding me? <laughs> hey Google, back some more. Let the test in Wow, wow, wow. Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks singles and sealed products. Make sure you check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me, like always, in the studio is your Hero Clicks champion, or Dial H for Hero Clicks champion, Simeon Bruce. What's going on, Simeon? Yeah, soon to be Hero Clicks champion. Obviously, of, yes. Of the world. <laughs> that is, of course, the intention. Uh, yeah. You know. Okay, right on. What made you happy this last week, man? Oh man, um, not a, not a lot. It was a rough week. I'm not gonna lie. It was a really rough. So I had a four day weekend, which normally would make me pretty happy. I'd be able to like chill for most of it, but I had to work one day, and then the next day I basically had to work like an eight hour shift. Um, so my sister moved back from Arizona back to Nebraska. And so I had to help her unload her 38-foot U-Haul that was completely filled. And man, a lot of DVDs, a lot of books, a lot of very heavy boxes, too many candles for one person to own, in my opinion. Um, But yeah, we filled two, what, like 15 square foot, or not 15 square foot, 15 by 15 storage areas um, with like the stuff from the U-Haul. And so... Yeah, it was a long, long process. Got started at like 9 a.m. and didn't quit until like 5. And at that point, oh, I was gosh. feeling quite defeated. But uh, yeah, I did get like to like, like candle know. after candle. Like, come on, this could at least be hero clicks. <laughs> no, they were all DVDs. they were all boxed up. So it was like one like 50 DVDs pound box. anymore. Oh, yeah. geez. Heavy. I've never moved hero clicks that are that heavy because I don't pack them tight. Like they... They're very loose, so like each HeroClix box I have is like probably ten pounds at the most. Um, But no, it made me happy seeing her back in town, getting some food, doing stuff like that. Um, But yeah, I guess I'm I'm glad for the weekend to be almost over, and uh, it'll be a short week at work at least. There'll be three days on, three days off, so there is that to look forward to as well. It's really cool then. Oh, little uh weeks for it so but what made me happy this last week met up with patreon member james tipton was in home uh in one for the weekend in sioux falls so didn't really need to drive up there but i was like you know what hang out with him you know he goes is in kansas normally which is much further drive in sioux falls so i go up play some clicks hang out uh, so one of the days we ended up going to the state fair this weekend, and I even doubled back, went to it again today, uh, recording this Labor Day, and it was a good time. I got to see a performing arts show, which is just basically a little play with just a ton of different excuses for songs, basically. It's put on by 4-H. I love 4-H. I was in 4-H growing up. 
it's a great thing for kids to be in. I think it's a really cool, creative, uh, challenging, uh, fun program program for most people to do. So got to do that. Got to check out all the 4-H projects that were around the fair. Got to walk around the fair. Didn't go on any rides. I don't know. Maybe I'm just at that age where I'm like, I don't really need that in my life. I don't need to feel like I'm going to throw up anymore. I think I'm good. I don't need that thrill. I feel alive enough every day. I don't, I don't need... I don't know. I don't need that high-speed intensity anymore. Uh, but speaking of high-speed intensity, we also got to see the ATV MX Bike Show, which put me right back into my PlayStation 2 days of playing MX versus ATV to some of the best video game soundtrack of all time, uh, aka early 2000s punk rock music. So that was really fun, watching him do like kickflips and whatever. Uh, I don't know. I didn't know half the name. He literally said every single name of all the tricks they did on the MX bikes. But whatever. They jumped them. They went up really high. It was pretty a cool. Of, uh, so. A lot of angles. Be like, oh, yeah, a 270, a 360, a 480, like, you know. True. Mostly multiples of 90, I think. No one's they, like, they oh, like sweet 45 you did there. <laughs> yeah. It'll look a little awkward. But, uh, the one thing that was really cool probably was like the, uh, what is, uh, whatever, it was like in the handlebars, then like leaned all the way back, had like his butt up off the seat. Like, that was pretty cool. All the no hands, no feet, kick type stuff. One dude did like finger guns at the crowd as his no hands thing. That was kind of funny. Yeah, that was cool. And it was free, which is dope. So like that was a free show. Also in the state fair, there's just tons of people on the different music stages doing mostly bad covers of, uh, of songs. There were some, it's mostly just like dudes. By dudes, I mean like dads, like 40, 50 year old dads that just want to start a band, I guess. And so we had some uh, some Johnny Cash covers, some Elvis covers. Pretty fun. Someone did Jukebox Hero. It sounded nothing like it, but I was like, those are those are the words, though. But that is so not any part of the tune, song, rhythm. Wrong but those are the words. Yeah, it was it was just so like off. Instead and I of guess... Jukebox Hero, it's like he was a jukebox. Hero, and you're like, nah. Yeah, it was, it was kind of like that. I don't. That just hurts my brain. But it was really weird. It was like, nah, those are all the words. I guess they made it their own. I don't. <laughs> I don't know the best way to like get a compliment and say that. But yeah, yeah. Some covers cool. do it well. Some some oh, just yeah. feel wrong. Like on the offset, there's like, I there's a couple songs that I have that definitely like. There's cover versions of. Um, I mean, the Grateful Dead's a good example. Uh, Dire Wolf sure. is both done, both done by Mickey Hart, who uh, is a member of the band, and then also Jerry Garcia, like obviously member of the band. The Jerry yeah. Garcia version, much slower tempo, and I appreciate that one. I like that one a lot more than the Mickey Hart one's like an upbeat tempo, and he sings it faster, and I hate it because my timing's off, and I try and sing along, and I'm like, what are you oh, doing? Oh, you're not used to what that version. Doing, Mickey? Like, what's happening here? Yeah. Some of those covers I do dig. A lot of Nightcore covers. I don't know if you know what Nightcore is, Simeon. Like, they do a lot of really cool covers. They basically just, like, speed it up, get higher. It's, like, basically what they do for, like, 90% of the covers they do. But, like, I kind of dig those. Yeah. It was a fun time. Had some pork on a stick wrapped in bacon. Had a gyro. Had some good fair food. Did not have the fried Oreos and Reese's. Oh. Oh, I skipped out on that. The fried, the fried, um, cheesecake i'm always like i don't think i saw that here at the south work? dakota state like fair. they keep it extremely cold and then batter it and fry it really quick i think i don't know i had it used to have fried cheesecake in the brick house in vermilion which i don't think we ever ate there but 
they had like little fried cheesecake bites that you put in like chocolate oh, or sure. strawberry like syrup, and that was actually really really good. Um, but I don't think they had any fried cheesecake at the fair. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think so. Not this time. I have had fried Oreos before, fun. and to me, they just taste like uh, soft Oreos with like breading. They just get kind of softer yeah, by being fried and not as crunchy, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Probably, I've never had one, but like the, what's the version of Oreo that's basically like a sponge cake? Oh, a cakester. A cakester, yeah. Yeah. It's probably actually, that same consistency. Those just came back within the last year. Just cool for me. I I loved Oreo cakesters. I don't know how many people remember them or not, but when I was a kid, that used to be like my favorite. Like growing up, go to the gas station, like Ma, please can I have an Oreo cakester? And they stopped them seven, eight years ago or something. Maybe ten years. Maybe it's been way longer. Ten years ago or something. They just brought them back. Maybe now that I'm an adult, it's just like eh, I can just buy it now. It's not as special. Maybe it doesn't taste as good for that reason. I don't know, but it's like eh, not yeah. really what I'm reading Most of for those anymore. like Debbie kind of things. Those little like snack whatever things right. stop tasting good as an adult, and I'm like, I don't know if it's just because they started producing them in mass and like dropped the quality, or if my taste as an adult just simply won't allow me to enjoy stuff like that. It's changed. You can no longer have fun treats you used to enjoy. Yeah, exactly. Get your broccoli and be happy. Oatmeal cream pie cakes, whatever they are. Yeah, oatmeal cream pies. Oh, um, sure. Sure tasted a lot better back when they were twenty five cents. Now they're like pushing two dollars. So yeah. nah. No, thank you. No, thank you, please. But all right. We got to prepare for worlds, and with that comes a lot of news that is around uh legalities and all sorts of fun stuff. Do the the tarot Let's cards, do or do you want to do the, the erratus? I would say the erratus first, because tarot cards okay. helps us get more into worlds. So yeah, yeah. erratus. So the erratus. Um, this is for X Men X of Swords storyline organized play, and uh, well, yeah, the the organized play and the like the main set. I believe. I think this covers both sections. Just double checking here. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so for X of Swords, we have. Um, number 040 in the set, Emma Frost. She has an errata that is diamond form slash original form free. If Emma Frost began your turn on the map, replace her with another character with this trait on the same click number. And then her counterpart, the 100, set number 100, Emma Frost. Diamond form, original form free. If Emma Frost began your turn on the map, replace her with another character with this trait on the same click number. So these two can swap between each other. Um, what was... The original I don't know wording. what the original wording was. Because now I'm, yeah, now I'm interested. I'm invested. So the original wording was free, replace Emma Frost with the 100, number 100 Emma oh, Frost. Sure. The same it wasn't that if she began your turn on the map. Right. So just let you, you could have infinitely, since it's a yeah, different free I action. So. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. Um, or at least you could have switched it twice, I guess, in one turn. Um, next up is the Mercy Muramasa, all the swords on the set, all the, all the sword objects. These equipment are classified as sword equipment. You dummies. Y'all knew this, knew these were sword equipment the whole time. Uh, but yeah, WizKids officially clarifies that these are sword equipment and should all have sword equipment printed after their names. Yes, for those people that really like to exploit any little minor, anything yeah. and can't just we be like, it. 
you you got like this yeah. minutia like text that was wrong and you really want to like find a way to ruin everyone's happy time um but yeah, yeah. Wizkid swoops in and says no 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 you fools uh the next up the way is... it was implied is the way it was supposed to work what a crazy right. idea yeah, it's, it's played exactly as anyone with you know good reasoning skills would have said that it was supposed to be played. Um, the legacy card Apocalypse is next up. So he has a special speed power that is go forth, my horsemen, charge, stealth, and then power, choose one effect. Place all of Apocalypse's horsemen bystanders on the map adjacent to him or generate a horseman bystander. So the difference with this one being the, the first half of that speed power. So originally this said... Um, Power, choose one effect, place all horsemen bystanders adjacent to Apocalypse, which oh, sure. People could like, be I because they all get horsemen in their name. It could be like crazy if you're playing multiple Apocalypses. You could place all all of, of every Apocalypse's horsemen bystanders next to him. This one specifies all of Apocalypse, meaning like this one in specific, and like the bystanders are unique to him. So uh, even if you're playing multiples now, you will only be able to power action place them adjacent to one. So there's that. And then I don't know if there was any confusion on uh, place all horsemen bystanders adjacent to Apocalypse. I don't know if there's any confusion on whether that meant generate all of them. I like don't know. Maybe there's somebody that was really trying to push for that. Maybe not. But that. I mean, we do have people that were arguing that sword equipment wasn't sword equipment because it didn't say so. So it's possible that that argument was there, but uh, now it can't be. So that's for the main set. The game page is working for me, so I can go ahead and jump <laughs> yeah. in here. Thankfully, my computer did not freak out and we have to start re-recording or something. But uh, there's some small fixes that are not incredibly important, like the Fury, the character's card should indicate its standard powers, Lime Green for Exploit Weakness, right. Asylum, and none of the these, Adamantium Skin. For the, uh, the record, none of these will be Right, none of this is worlds. legal for worlds. Yeah, legal yeah for the worlds. OP kit stuff is not legal. Goodness. Uh, Solemn's Adamantium Skin should obviously have the Indomitable symbol instead of the Straight symbol. An interesting one, the White Priestess should have the Mystic's Team ability listed. That's kind of cool. Um, doesn't have that in the uh, the green priestess that never has it but does she have it in the main set the white priestess i don't think so i don't believe so zero yeah. zero six no she doesn't yeah. I, she is 40 yeah. points like in the so she's 15 oh, points sure more, more in the um op set i mean longer dial different power set but yeah she is more points in the main set the fun one here big tarn the uncaring uh change Leadership, uh, it's his, to me, my Locust Vile trait. Leadership, when Tarn the Uncaring uses it and succeeds, choose one, generate a Locust Vile, or place all of Tarn the Uncaring's, all of Tarn the Uncaring's Locust Vile bystanders on the map adjacent to him. A same thing with the Apocalypse. We weren't going to yank other Locust Vile bystanders to this Tarn. Only this, specifically, Tarn the Uncaring's Locust Vile bystanders placed adjacent to him. Oh, cool. Uh, Captain Avalon. His character's card should read. He has a point value of 70 slash 45 points. That's the main 036 set. The 201 should have a point value of 75 points. And then he did have a problem with the you roll a d6 and you, you get this power to the to your next turn. And it was like at the beginning of your turn or something like that. So it was like Battle Fury, Willpower. Yeah, um, so like Willpower. You couldn't use Willpower. Yeah, it would have never worked. If it was old Willpower, right. it would have worked. But it didn't since it was like a free to roll the d6 or whatever but now it's you get it until the end of your next turn which is good like you know whatever you can actually roll for willpower with this 
Uh, the 209 Apocalypse Krako is for all mutants. When determining theme teams, characters with the Arako keyword gain the X-Men keyword. When a friendly character with the X-Men keyword would hit hit a close attack, and use Blades Cross Fangs, they may roll D6. If they do, and the result is greater than the attacker's point of damage value, and they evade the attack. Uh, I guess the the was missing. They evade the attack. For some reason, that's the only change in this whole text. So that's just like, all right, whoopsies. Yeah, what? See, um, the attacker's printed attack value, they evade the attack. Maybe they already just fixed it or assumed it know. somewhere else. But like the yeah, red is highlighted in this one for weird. whatever reason. When a friendly character with the X-Men keyword would be hit with close attack. If the blade's close fangs roll six, result is greater than the attacker's printed damage value. They evade the attack. Oh, the way it was worded, it makes it sound like the opponent evades the attack. Ah. Um, or something. That would be weird, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> make no sense. Yeah. Um, interesting. And then, of course, that has a very similar change where it's sort of might, sword, 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 sword. All of these swords have sword equipment printed after their names. You know, that they're sword equipment. Pretty cool. Grass Cutter gets a little bit of a change. Blades Claws Fangs, when this character uses it, you may instead use one of the dice in the attack roll as your d6 result. Interesting. I think it just said attack, because roll is the red word here for the change. Soul Sword, this was pretty good. People were talking about some pretty crazy uh, Blackheart shenanigans with the Soul Sword. So the effect now reads, if this character already has, so it gives you Blades Claws Fangs Mystics. If this character already has Mystics, once per turn, when they deal damage from that team ability, choose one. Deal two penetrating damage instead, or also heal a click. I think it was just when they deal damage from that team ability, you could deal two penetrating damage or heal a click, which would be right. insane. Making characters uh, now it's stop one per click turn. in mixed mystics. Basically, they hit their stop click, mystics triggers, then they heal. And yeah, it would make a lot of characters really hard to cut through without yeah. specific stuff that's designed to cut through, like stop clicks. Um, exactly. Now you can actually swarm and kind of get through stuff. Versus just being absolutely annihilated by the soul sword that would be oh ooh, shudder how gross that'd be Ooh, pen every turn sorry heal every time Ugh, so gross so that is the radas so far like simeon said only those first ones are actually going to be you know used in world since the op kit op kit stuff is not yet legal but still good to know get it all the way through in this one segment However, some more stuff that is going to be important for Worlds is old Christopher Martinez, uh, head judge here for Worlds, commented, not commented, excuse me, made a post in Heroclix players and correctors around the world. If you're not already aware of this, it's a Facebook group. It's got 6,400-ish members in it. So if you are into Heroclix and kind of want to know more stuff about it, I don't think we've ever shouted it out before, definitely join the Heroclix players and collectors around the world group. does a good job, I think. There's a lot of fun posts in there. I feel bad. I scrolled past a post earlier today about some dude who was going to go visit Rapid City, <laughs> South Dakota. Oh, wanted man. to know where the hero clicks was. And I was like, oh, no, I definitely could have helped him if I had just seen it. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I normally um, like to like stop at those posts because um, more often than not, I know at least one person from like that area or state. And so right. I like to like tag whoever I know from like around there. Makes me feel important. Yeah. It's like, I'm helping. <laughs> Uh, so Chris, I did send someone to your Discord to like the South Dakota oh, nice. Discord um, from I think it was from Reddit. Um, I don't remember. Oh, cool. I, I want to say it was Andrew, uh... but I don't think it was Andrew. I don't think so. Oh, so Andrew, some random not Andrew Klinger, right? Have you no, right? yeah, I don't. Maybe, I don't think that was actually who it was. Uh, I want to take claim for him, but I can't. Probably, it would be um, a good player to take claim for. He's a good guy, right? Blame you. 
Oh, but Chris Martinez says this is a big, uh, big splurge post about tarot cards, legality. Simi and I answered a question last week for some people we thought would get kicked out or disqualified because of tarot cards. I guess the answer is going to be un, and let's get into that. So the World's Championship at Great Slam is coming out. I'm just going to read verbatim here. In a few weeks, and I just wanted to clear up some tournament legality issues that have been brought to my attention. Specifically, I want to clarify questions about the game elements that you bring. I think players get a bit frazzled over the status of their figures, and I just want to let everyone know that having a damaged or slightly broken figure is okay. We don't care if your figure is missing a piece or if it's scuffed up. As long as it's clear to all what the figure is and the dial sticker and the dial base are, le are sorry, legible and correct, then you don't have to worry about what we won't let you use that that we won't let you use it. This is cool. So if you have a figure that's like missing a hand or missing a head or something like pretty I literally standard damage. In 2018 worlds played against people that were playing <laughs> two by two mighty Thor figures that were just ankles. There is like oh, at least one carnage, at least one mangog. You know, at this point, in my opinion, it could just be a base. And as long as your opponent is aware of what it is and where it's at, it yeah. should technically be legal. Uh, although I will say, like, I've definitely forgotten something was on the board because it was just a base. So, like, we oh, played yeah. a Battle Royal and somebody pulled, uh, what was it, Prime Captain Marvel from Secret Wars? That's, like, the vampire hypersonic uh, steel energy one. Uh, yeah, she yeah. had completely broken off the base, and he was, like, he just played it as was. And I completely forgot it was on, the like, the map and got messed up by it. But yeah. I don't. I don't you know at what point, at what percentage of, of figure still on the dial, or like sculpt still viewable. Do yes. they call it like, you know, too much? I guess he's saying as long as it's clear to all what figure it is. So it's like I can definitely tell that's Spider-Man. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. Right. Like, look, he's missing his webs, but he, we can tell that the the red and the blue is there, or like it's Batman. It's like I hey, look, you know. He doesn't have any arms, but like that's his cape. You know, that's <laughs> Batman or something. Yeah, it's him so, crying over dead parents. We'll have or something. to see. It might. Yeah, <laughs> see, he's in the fetal position with tears running down his face. That's that's Batman. Anyways, the next paragraph here, he says, "I want to make it clear that no one is going to get disqualified over any minor issue like that." He just can say it's minor, I guess. So, I know you're all excited to play and hope to win the big event, but the world's champ is going to get there by building a good team and playing it to the best of their ability, probably getting some great die rolls. Yeah, facts. Yeah. No one is going to win by trying to get all their opponents disqualified unless they're cheating, of course. So please don't do that. We have a strict please don't cheat policy at Worlds. <laughs> I like it. Um, then he says, we look forward to seeing everyone here uh, and all the best of luck. And he made an edit, and this is all kind of brought up in regards to tarot cards. So this is kind of the biggest clarification. Y'all, good questions were brought up in regards to tarot cards. We are not going to demand sleeves, but we highly recommend using them to keep your cards in good condition. As far as damage cards are concerned, it will come down to a case-by-case -case basis during force verification. If the card is very obviously damaged or marked, then we may not allow you to use it. Sleeves would help this matter. Please yeah, so use if you have like a giant like flag on certain cards. It's like <laughs> do, 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 do. that's very obviously marked. Yeah. What do they consider very obvious? Like so, <laughs> there's no way this is like a case-by-case -case basis, which he literally says. Uh, he does, so I can't yeah. complain too much, but when a card is very obviously damaged or marked, it's like, well, I would consider like a tarot card with like any kind of scratch that I could see from across the table as obviously marked Obvious. or damaged. 
Like one I of think those. Maybe two. if like a corner or something is beat up, you know, they'll yeah. be like, all right, whatever. But I mean, but if, there's like a crease in it or something. Yeah, like the problem is obvious. If I'm cheating and they're in my hand, they're next to me. I'll be able to For see sure. more damage than you will. So I can make it as like lightly obvious as I want. And it'll still be obvious to me, maybe not obvious to you. And then if you call a judge, it's like, well, that's not obviously damaged or marked. That's just like a crease. Yeah. It's like, good. My plan has worked. There, I don't know. There might be it's, some weird it's scuffles rough. and like. I feel, yeah, I feel like there arguments happening because of it. Like, I don't know, dude. Like, clearly yeah. that corner's bent. And it's like, well, what? What do you want me to do, huh? Like, start to gaslight your opponent. So what? <laughs> bent, advice... right? It happens. My advice then, is like, literally, if you plan on playing tarot cards, um, you know, buy the ones that you want, trade for the ones that you want, whatever. As soon as you get them in your possession or before they're even shipped to you, you know, maybe send the person some extra money to put them in a sleeve, like a hardcover sleeve. And like, I don't know. I just, I feel like having them constantly sleeved, always sleeved, you'll never have this issue. Um, alternatively, even though like I'll, let you finish Calder because he does mention this I yeah. think at some point um, having a like blacked out back of the sleeve or something like that to like cover the back of the card on all the cards would sure, also yeah. fix this situation like obviously you can mark that as well you can like damage that as well in some way but it'd be a lot more noticeable if you damaged like a piece of plastic than a piece of cardboard so very true uh, so yeah, he does really quick says, note that if we determine a card has a mark that would cause an unfair advantage, we reserve the right to require that card not to be used. The worst penalty will be that you can't use your deck if you can't make a legal deck. You'll still be able to use the rest of your force. So even if it's like one or two cards, this is how I'm kind of interpreting it. One or two cards look damaged enough that they say they're marked. They'll be like, hey, look, make a different wands card or something and put it in there. You know, make a legal deck. All right, be legal. If you can't make a legal deck... You just can't use your tarot card deck. They'll use the rest of your team. That, to me, sounds pretty fair. No one's yeah. going to get disqualified over using tarot cards. They're just going to not be allowed to use them. You know, use them responsibly or don't use them at all. Seems pretty cut and clear to me. And I think that's a pretty yeah, fair way to do it. I will it. also say, I'm glad they're going this route, where, like, at worst, they're going to ban your deck, and you still get to play your 300 modern team. You know, technically, unless you're playing tarot, the figure... The tarot deck probably adds enough randomness where it's not going to guarantee you a win. And even like with tarot being able to draw two cards, it's not going to like help you guarantee a win. It's just going to like help you guarantee certain cards at certain points. Um, I will say at the the part of the comment where he said no one is going to win by trying to get all their opponents disqualified. That is a yeah. thing. So like if you <laughs> if you're listening to this and you've never played in like a different trading card game or like a different uh, collectible game um winning by getting your dis your opponent disqualified for like a small rules thing is absolutely a way to win in like magic it's not really oh, looked highly so upon obviously but you can you can be like hey i like i like, you know put my deck here and then my opponent like touched it and like you know that's like grounds for disqualification it's called like angle shooting yeah. when you do stuff like that when you intentionally allow or like kind of like put your opponent in a situation to light cheat and then like in their tournament rules you get them banned so or not banned but uh disqualified for that match so i am glad that they're saying that like no one's gonna get disqualified for this and then at most you're just gonna get your tarot card removed that will suck for anyone that's like genuinely 
just got like a scuffed card or something. Um, yeah. I will say if there's anyone at Worlds, like I'll probably have my full like for what is legal for Worlds tarot deck with me. Um, so if anyone ends up needing to replace a card like mid worlds like there will be borrowable ones i'm obviously assuming that like the other people will have secondaries or whatever as well uh because like anyone that's honestly trying to win and like playing honestly right. will probably have like a backup card or two backup you know like whatever they'll have like some backups or access to them um, not saying that like not saying you have to buy two of every card just in case your opponent makes you remove one but in all honesty, I think enough people take this game to the, serious to the point where if they're playing honestly, then they'll probably have like backups on like the ready because it will change teams. Like losing a tarot card deck is something that can make some teams just run real different. And uh, I think you'll see that when we talk about like what kind of teams that we are possibly going to play at Worlds. Yeah, no, absolutely is an excellent segue so this last week there were some bradcast events i played in his tuesday event last week i also played like i said earlier locally in sioux falls which is again another 300 modern so kind of messed around what i'm building currently with worlds like going to my build we can go into simeon's build and we can talk about him a little bit there um but i love 76 i love soldier 76 <laughs> soldier 76 well yeah i did play him a little bit too when that game was actually relevant it is no longer anymore but spider-man 1776 is a super fun character and i loved playing him when he came out i still think he's really solid now uh it's just not aha automatically minus one action total sucks to be you i think making you hit is not that bad of a change I think more people should play him he's not necessarily slept on but gone gone the way of the the dodo there's like ah oh, well he was changed never play him again so you know who is obviously yeah. Robespierre Riley, the guillotine Spider-Man of oh my gosh, that's right, <laughs> it's right. I forgot <laughs> about guillotine Spider-Man. Uh, and then uh, U.S. Agent. I really wanted to play U.S. Agent on this team since I love like both versions of John Walker that we have at Disney Plus. U.S. Agent just looked super awesome with the full speed charge. So the team is Spider-Man 1776 U.S. Agent, the Hal Jordan Green Lantern from Wonder Woman at full points. Marvella, Sakarian Iron Man, and then Mary Jane, and then two Sentinel bystanders from the Master Mold Sentinel, since they do have their own unique number, and I'm playing them both at the 2 version, 002, so that's the sidestep close combat expert version, which I think is really good. They're giant 2x2 two two pieces of blocking terrain, basically, that get in the way, and you know, John Walker can see them. So if they die, bada bing, bada boom, choose a power, makes it pretty easy. Uh, I got the cloak on the team for Sakari and Iron Man, and then I have Captain Carter's shield for Green Lantern. He helps give everybody, you know, he's defending a 20, then he drops the mitt, gives everybody ESD. Uh, John Walker already has combo reflexes. Sakari and Iron Man already gets a plus two defense, putting Sakari and Iron Man at like a 23 from everywhere. Or sorry, I guess 22, same thing, John Walker, 22 from everywhere. I have two perplexes, you know, Sakari and Iron Man, and then 76, so we can make uh, 76 a 22 we can make just green lantern a 21 just to help him out so he doesn't get you know damage that's another big thing but that's the team i'm mostly running it's fairly standard you know paparazzi can die the mitt can die the sentinels can die john walker can choose powers a marvella can die totally fine basically if almost anything dies i'm pretty cool with it we have four pretty solid attackers scar and iron man being a great attacker john being an awesome attacker after some stuff goes down Green Lantern, solid, not super easy to KO. And then again, Spider-Man 1776, when he gets in the thick of it, still a charge blades, perplex piece. 
also a fine attacker. John uh, Green Lantern plus 76 already having stop clicks makes us a pretty tough team with the high defenses, stop clicks, damage reducers, all this good stuff. Makes it a pretty tough team to uh, to wipe score points on. It has not yet been wiped, which is nice. So that's pretty cool. But uh, that is currently my team. I can get into some whatever builds and how tournaments went later. But Simeon, what are you building right now for 300 Modern? All right. So, yeah, I haven't been able to participate in any like big uh, 300 Modern kind of stuff. Um, but I do have like an eye out there. So I'm obviously, I think, really in love with the combo of Sakari and Iron Man and Mad Jim. So oh, yeah. that's Sakari and Iron Man starting the game unequipped and then Mad Jim power action giving him the cloak. Turn one, he can then sidestep and move action, grab two light objects, um, having both equipped. So he's plus two, what is it? Yeah, plus two to all combat values, can pick two powers, and is equipped my first turn. Like, whether I go first or second, like, that's just awesome to, like, already be out of the gate, ready to go. Uh, and I only have to do one action token to get all of that stuff. Um, next up is, so that's that's an easy 85 points. Mad Jim, you know, obviously, uh, barrier with two markers for free. Uh, and then perplex incapacitate like that kind of stuff he can also swap things like if for whatever reason i might need to swap he can do that uh so next up is my the super deadpool i really like this guy i think he fits on every team and whenever i break theme which is probably anytime i'm building nowadays because uh mad jim is just like so fluid and goes on so many things that i'm breaking theme a lot for for that guy uh, but deadpool he drops water four water terrain markers anyone that's next to him gets the dolphin dolphin movement symbol adjacent friendly characters like anyone uh at the end of your turn you can heal him one click probably doesn't happen too often i did in add in the uh, u.s agent's shield to throw on deadpool so oh nice on the off chance you know he's got dolphin, dolphin symbol himself so on the off chance that they're trying to shoot him from within like four squares you know, hopefully you've got some follow-up. Hopefully he hits a super senses, but more often they're going to just charge in. And on that chance, he's got like a 20 with super senses, a 20 printed defense with super 18 with combat reflexes and super senses. So 20 effectively. Good. Yeah. Especially um, the whole fish symbol stuff. That's yeah, solid. Yeah, I feel like that's a solid equip. It is a little hard to equip him with the rest of the team though. Um, so then I've got annihilation. I really like Annihilation. I really like Annihilation combined with Sicarian Iron Man. So I really like Annihilation also combined with Mad Jim Jaspers. This is the chase that we pulled in our brick. Um, so she has leadership when she uses it. Friendly characters with the Araco keyword within three squares are considered to be adjacent to her. That's probably not going to happen at all. Actually, yeah, I can almost guarantee that's never going to happen in this game. Uh, but then at the beginning of your turn, you generate a Damon bystander. These things are really good. They're, I can't remember exactly off the top of my head, 10 for 3, 11 for 3. 11 for uh, 3, exploit. yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're an 11 for 3 um, with charge, quake, 17 with invincible, and 3 damage exploit. So, pretty solid. Uh, she's only 70 points, and she's got a fairly long dial. She's not protected outwit, so that's like her one weak point. She does have Perplex, so I've got two Perplexes on the team now. Um, and then Deadpool, I guess, also has a Perplex, so I've, I've got three, three whole Perplexes on this team. Hope they're not playing the Mission Point card that gives them points for Perplex. Um, 
And then when Annihilation is KO'd, I can choose a friendly character to get the uh, make the Damon bystander thing, which is awesome for Sakari and Iron Man since he can pick things like, I don't know, um, let's say do like mastermind and then he'll also like generate them and then he can also have like a defense power like invincible and so if you do hit him he's just going to mastermind it to the daemon bystander and then uh he also has plus two like stats and then even if you get through all of that he still just does like takes one unavoidable damage uh and then finally to really wrap up the team the actual last costed point figure is going to be the legacy card apocalypse at 100 points um so mm. yeah yeah this guy he's obviously got he's got two big traits and then he's got uh it starts with a speed power and damage power he doesn't get the special defense power that this apocalypse has so his speed power is charge stealth and then power choose one effect place all horsemen bystanders on the map adjacent to apocalypse or generate a horseman bystander um, and then he has Empower Enhancement and Probability Control, which is really solid for this team. Really helps everyone out a lot. He's colossal, so he can see everyone to prob. Uh, his Charge Stealth combo with uh, Deadpool, making him potentially like a fish giant, fish colossal, is pretty good. Uh, especially at the 100-point line where he's you know not very long dial, but you can keep him yeah. a little bit more protected by that. And then... Uh, he obviously has the horseman trait. His like hour of your glory is at hand, my horseman. Bystanders on this card are horseman bystanders and have max one. At the beginning of your game, at the beginning of the game, you may generate a horseman bystander. When Apocalypse crosses a starting line after resolutions, you may generate any horseman bystander. He's not going to cross any starting lines, but you do get one at the beginning of the game, which is great because you can pick, um, let's see... The, the hypersonic one. I think it's death. Yeah, you can pick death. death yeah. So then you're going to be able to equip Deadpool. Also, more perplex that. on your team. For your yeah. opponent's totally perplexed tarot card for mission yeah. points. Yeah, so you're giving them all the, uh, all the mission points if they have that tarot card in play. This is Simeon's counter. He didn't want you to know, but yeah, now we know. It is the, the hard turn to this team. Uh, Obviously. But no, like, so that was... Apocalypse actually does allow you to one turn equip somebody um by dropping that like hypersonic bystander going picking up a you know special object and dropping it back in your starting area so i really like that and then he has traded leadership mastermind shape change leadership is always big um obviously annihilation also has it but she's a little squishier than apocalypse in my opinion uh, the Mastermind shape change is pretty good for sticking pound, sticking around power. And then uh, when Apocalypse uses leadership and succeeds, you may instead generate a Horseman bystander, which I would gladly do in most circumstances. When Apocalypse uses Mastermind, friendly characters within range are considered to be adjacent. So pretty, pretty awesome. Um, next, uh, for so for this team, that's my 300 points. I think Apocalypse is mostly just pumping out bystanders at 100 points. Uh, he does have charge, blades, stealth, but really he's like the support, like a little expensive on the support side, 100 points, but empower enhancement, prob, control. I've got my Scarry and Iron Man doing most of the damage. My bystanders so, doing yeah. a lot of damage. Annihilation pops out bystanders. Apocalypse pops out bystanders. There's no end to them either, as long as those characters are alive. Even when Annihilation like dies, just, they muddy up the field yeah. a lot. 
where it's like your opponent like line of begging, fire and stuff begging for pulse wave for sure with all oh, those bystanders absolutely. on the field yeah party no. thor yeah. does like have a fun time with this team <laughs> he would um, he would probably like that a lot the tarot cards that i would go with this team so i'd go with a five tarot card deck because i think there's a very fun easy like tarot pick for this deck or uh, for this team so major arcana is the high priestess it's once per turn each player may re-roll a d6 in a friendly character's role so that's my leadership on apocalypse or annihilation sure. or like whatever probably apocalypse if i don't hit it the first time make a bystander um the seven of cups so cups obviously being defense this is when a character uses mastermind they may choose a friendly character within six squares instead of adjacent i am mostly having that on there just for apocalypse i don't think anyone else on this team uses mastermind but it's mostly on there for him just on the off chance that uh there's somebody like outside of his line of fire or something like that then i've got the seven of pentacles which is speed power so this is characters can't use improved movement abilities oh i should say mad jim is power action bringing in the uh cloak of levitation for sakari and iron man i think that's right. obvious at this point but if it has yeah. to be said then yeah he's he's using his uh power action so he can free swap objects oh, you mentioned uh, that yeah characters can like swap but then power once per game i can put it on sakari and iron man it's going to be the cloak which is plasticity sidestep flight uh so the seven of pentacles will give characters with plasticity uh, free move at half speed, which gives Sakari and Iron Man. You know, I don't have any TK on this team, but it gives him a uh, let's see, half speed would be five plus two, so seven square free move, and then you know, charge, running shot, hypersonic, whatever else he picks, uh, plus his normal sidestep. So gives him quite a bit of reach when that card's dropped. The Six of Swords is the next one in the deck that I picked. And this is when a character uses Incapacitate after resolutions. They made... Nope. That is not what I meant to put. That, <laughs> I wanted to put the, uh, the Super Strength one. Um, it is a sword. So while I track it down, um, it is the sword that when you use Super Strength... Okay, Five of Swords, not Six of Swords. Um when this character uses super strength, when a character that can use super strength is given an action, doesn't have to be an attack, doesn't have to be anything specific, just when they're given an action, after resolutions, they may generate a standard object for them to immediately hold. Uh, this is great because if there's a turn where Sakari and Iron Man like has no objects on the field anymore, he can just pick super strength and move, and he already gets like an object, and then he can pick... Yeah, hopefully he has an object, I guess, because if he doesn't have an right. object, he can't pick super strength. But, you know, if he has to move, pick up an object, he can um, pick super strength and, like, potentially get more objects when he does that. So I can go from one equipment to two, or one held object to two with Sakari and Iron Man with this card in play. And then finally, uh, the Queen of Wands. This is when a character rolls for an effect using a single d6, increase the result by plus one. So this works for Deadpool's super senses. This works for Apocalypse's leadership, um, for anyone's blades, all that kind of stuff, uh, for willpower rolls, you know, anything like that. It's pretty handy, and it's my entire turn, my opponent's entire turn. 
uh, when a character rolls for an effect using a single d6. So I get a bunch of rolls like with a plus to it. So that's pretty sweet. Uh, I will say, I think Mad Jim is like the weak point of the team, but like Deadpool's the technically there for that protection. Yeah, I've bit. seen a handful of modern teams, like a few games that at the broadcast, and then also in Rainbow last Friday. Mad Jim does like ten. I mean, he still does his stuff. Like he still does his thing, but then he is purely yeah. a KO. It's just super senses. There's no I, stop. I click. really do think you know with three perplexes and annihilation. I think being able to pick which sword annihilation gets because I can start equipped with any and then switch to any basically. Yeah, at the beginning of the game, just whenever. Just I mean, like I kind of how gems were. Also just potentially whatever switch gem. to um like any of the Disney Plus objects too, I believe. So if it becomes like a thing where, you know, I need like the dark hold instead of like the seducer blade or whatever, or I need the Muramasa or like the black bone or whatever, it, like the case may be, I think it's a pretty solid option with Mad Jim being able to like swap and power action the same turn. And then if he dies, he kind of, you know, doesn't really matter after that point. Cause he's done his two big things. Yeah. Like, all right, I'm cool. I'm done. No more need. So yeah, like I've seen quite a few games be like just a Mad Jim KO or just like a Venom Magneto KO or something. It was weird how many times I saw like loser thirty five points. I was like, oh no. Yeah. I don't know what those are. It's rough. I mean, buddy. it's better but, than that. Yeah. Uh, the time and point in here clicks where it was like loser three points. Three points. Very true. No yeah, kidding. And I score three yeah. points. You could literally. Scored just not do anything your opponent called in an id character and you'd win because of that i had seen yeah. it more often than true. i would have liked to but You're true oh, solid team i i am loving that legacy apocalypse the office thing it seems is like getting your hands on one <laughs> right now yeah. he's going for a hefty amount it's uh say, almost 200 bucks the thing is Plus that figure the being for for years now for quite a few years now that was a collector figure he was not any good to actually own and like play. Makes sense. Makes because, sense. I mean, quite quite literally. Um, let's see if I can pull up the original. Yeah, he only had a five hundred point line, so Ooh, quite gross. literally, almost unplayable until this legacy card. Like, uh, I won't say he was bad. I'm just gonna say you would have at most done like a boss battle once every like six months with him. Yeah, and that'd be like if you really liked him. Which most we played five hundred golden or something. It's like, oh, I can finally play my exactly. Pocket. And like, even then, when you're doing like five hundred golden, like, there's all these three hundred, two hundred point characters that you might look at first. Yeah, you'd probably um, rather play. I've owned one for dude. like six years now, and I've never played him, and now yeah. I am. <laughs> like, it paid off all that magic. waiting. Yeah, he was literally just a shelf piece, just a cool sculpt that I, you know, it I does look really cool and. Here's one thing I, I like about it is that I always felt like the Cyclops and G his hands were like way too big, like the size of figures. But now with the new <laughs> scale, the new I scale, think they work, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was just me, but I they always looked just way bigger and other like figures on a normal base, but not a new scale. They, they right legacy in. cards with uh back when like X Men Dark Phoenix saga set dropped, because we could have had all of the colossals, all of the X Men colossals oh, redone at that point. Gross. I yeah. really, you know, it's set in mind of that one. Yeah, kids named uh, what is it? Not onslaught. Uh, Nemesis. 
His original name, of course, being Holocaust, which is a little too edgy. A little tough. Yeah, a little. It's kind of hard much. to like own a thing that's called Holocaust. Holocaust. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't feel like Marvel, they'll ever be recreating though. that character. So Marvel straight up changed his name to Nemesis too. Yeah. Though, or at least started referring to him as as such. That was that was another Apocalypse's funny thing. Weird little alien son inside of like That's a giant he is. suit. I didn't. There's only one thing that I ever saw about the Nemesis repainted him like a, a Lex Luthor armor from Injustice, and I was like, oh, oh that's sure. neat. I was like about it. Like someone cut open the little head and put a like bald dude head in there. I think it was Freak from Iron Man because it was like big enough like, to make sense for like how big the body was. But yeah, that was kind of cool. Yeah, no, I really like the team. I really want to mess around building with Legacy Apocalypse. Obviously, a few weeks ago, Simi and I talked about him, and we were just like, he's so nuts. I'm happy to see that everybody's playing him and also realize that he is nuts. That's really cool. I definitely, if I built with him, I'd probably put Lex Luthor on the team just because I'm a big, you know, Red Sun Lex guy. I think that works really well. More yeah, bystanders. I think that combo is really solid. Uh, is there a reason you didn't want to, like, try to fit room for Alia Gregor on your team since you got all them bystanders, baby? Or I think like, it was just. Like it came, like where it came down to was like I like Annihilation's bystander generation so much, especially because it's like the pass the torch kind of mechanic where I can mm. honestly, if I lose that seventy points, I'm not super upset because then it's just like Sakari and Iron Man's generating them every turn. Um, but then yeah, like the reason why I didn't do anything like Ollie Gregor is just because between Mad Jim, I feel like I need Mad Jim. Especially when I'm playing Sakari and Iron Man, I just feel like that's an 85 point team that I just build now. Uh, I mean, technically discounted to a 75 point team because I'm bringing in that cloak every time. Uh, oh, yeah. And Deadpool, I feel like, is too good for protection. So, like, Mad Jim obviously gives me two squares of barrier, but Deadpool gives me like full map protection from range until they like cross the board and get really in my face. So they can still send like a sky tyrant or something over, but like apocalypse is going to have a bystander. He can, um, mastermind too. I'll yeah. have, you know, some barriers to protect somebody. Scarring iron man is going to act at most take what two unavoidable if I really need to do yeah. it. But like, honestly, what I've noticed playing Sakari and iron man, just like tank some of it. He doesn't really lose that much going yeah. down to like click five. Yeah. Like, I would say take enough damage to click five. Sure, you lose out wit, but now you do have a printed three damage. So it's five with the, you know, five damage, with the plus twos. Maybe don't go to click seven or six because then you go down to a nine attack and that's fun. You still have your yeah. 17 defense. You still have like a lot of good stuff down at click five, losing just the outwit. I think, I, you know, I mean, you, you let them take damage until then trade the seven of cups card for like the uh super sense card since mad jim deadpool and potentially sakari and iron man could all have that oh it's kind of yeah like you want to do speed and attack oh that's right, right. that's right yeah. yeah uh but high priestess lets you re-roll a d6 and friendly characters rolls so you know you could have Mad Jim re-roll his super senses. Deadpool re-roll his super senses. Those are like the two easy characters to KO. Apocalypse isn't like super easy to KO, mostly because of that mastermind, but he is really easy to hit. So his bystanders really need to stay like within some sort of range around him. And then Annihilation feel like is easy to KO just because of like the outwit potential. But at the same time, 
you do have to waste a turn like hitting her twice and then the follow-up mm-hmm. is going to be Sakari and Iron Man generating a bystander and flurrying you probably so and you did have the whatever eight of cups or whatever right the one that lets you free move with stealth whatever that card is no so I went Are with the no? um for the speed I went with the uh the plasticity one, the free. Hack oh, that's move. good too. Yeah. I mean, that for Iron Man, and I guess was it Famine? That Apocalypse is. Uh, I think it's Famine that has plasticity. Right. Like, yeah. That for Iron Man is really good. I will say, I will warn you, that card. You know, I don't run a tarot deck. I don't. I don't really think my team could benefit from one. Obviously, the Fool would be like the worst card in the universe to put on an equipment team if you're a heavy equipment team. It's um like personally just not playing with it. Not like I think that's cool, but uh. That plasticity card has helped me a lot when it's been on my opponent's side. I mean, I've seen people do cool things with it. You know, if they run a lot of Venom characters, Venom Magneto, they all, all that Venom trait is do plasticity. It's like, that's really good, you know, Venom Wolverine, whatever. Um, but, like, giving that to Sakari and Iron Man is just so strong. It's so, oh, it's, so good. Yeah. It really... For a guy who can already, almost like... A, like, a free TK, honestly. I mean, yeah. Seven basically squares, the same. For Iron Man, that's seven squares, you know, with the plus two, half, you know, replace and modify. Then he can hypersonic speed after that. That's like a 19 square reach just by himself. Actually, not even 19. It's 21 square reach by himself if he chooses hypersonic speed plus that tarot card plus his sidestep. It's insane. Like, that's just really good. Like, that is that is so Sakari and Iron Man's best friend. I don't know if you're going to go with the stealth card since, like, IRVZ, Iron Man can choose it and then Apocalypse just, like, has it. You know, but I think the plasticity card is definitely the better I call. Think in that, that situation, I would say stays back most of the time. Like I don't think he wants oh, sure. to be because he really yeah. doesn't have strong attack and damage values. He's mostly a no, support piece that generates bystanders in this like hundred point line. So I think like really, I mean, I guess like alternatively, the stealth card would be able to like get him out of the fray as well. So yeah. there is that, but. No, this, this guess, team heavily don't... relies on Scar and Iron Man yeah. being able to do damage. I don't know if you can table an opponent with this team just because it depends on how much, how many bystanders you can drop and how much damage Sakari and Iron Man can do. But I, I... think all the bystanders are really mm-hmm. good. They're just really so. dumb good. That is, that is so insane. And then you pop out like Death and War first, right? And then you're just money after that sure pestilence next yeah. you know outwits all these good game you drop, and i guess you definitely probably drop death to like equip oh yeah and then yeah, i death. mean after that you can send death on like its own like little suicide mission kind of thing his own mission yeah yeah and 11 for three with precision strike sure so deadpool is cause like thanos is just always in the back is he in the back with annihilation and then maybe deadpool sakari and iron man some of the bystanders kind of move up you know safely move up or you kind of like thinking oh you know, bystanders in the back i i think a good map really well, quite another plain apocalypse and not thanos first of all but um oh, sorry apocalypse <laughs> i get my 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 figures that yeah, were useless legacy before. cards that are good now now that, that, that they're legacy cards they're good, they're good. They're meta. Uh, yeah uh so like sakari and iron man will have flight so he can carry people i think you right. waste an action letting jim jasper's like phase if you're gonna move him at all um sure. You probably carry Deadpool because then you can free generate the four water terrain markers wherever you dropped him. Uh, you have Apocalypse probably carry like Annihilation or whoever because he has 10 speed and he's colossal. So yeah. you can just, you know, carry whatever is like important. But yeah, I, I think the team moves forward fairly good. And then okay. if for whatever reason I need to make like an alpha strike, uh, Sakari and Iron Man's like 
using sidestep to get one object and then picking TK and then uh, TKing out like a death or something, you know, some bush. Oh, sure. I don't know. That doesn't actually get me a alpha strike at all. Not a huge that, alpha, no. no <laughs> Not with the that's seven like speed. halfway into the map. Uh, yeah. But no, like, yeah, I guess this team is not at it, all Probably playing a little closer striking. to the back. Try to let your pogs. I mean, it's pretty tough to score points on. I mean, I that's, would say. Yeah, the main thing like, is. Let your pogs do the stuff. Let you Iron let Apocalypse mastermind to him as often as, like, he gets attacked. Yeah. Um, if Annihilation does get killed, then Sakarian Iron Man is suddenly generating him instead. And then, Bro. yeah, you just have Bro. him generate. Bro. Apocalypse generate. Um and yeah, you just keep them up in your opponent's face because they're max one. So as soon as you lose one, you're hopefully re-rolling for another. But I mean, there's not really a bad one. Like famine's like rough because it's in cap. Famine would have to be the worst. Yeah. Yeah, pestilence with the up. poison charge. We, we ain't a tie up game right now, boys. We're a we're a big damage oh, that's, damage denial that's the other thing, type though. game. We ain't no tie up. All the uh, horsemen have flight, so. They can oh, also sure, they taxi can stuff around, too. I'll taxi, yeah. All right, nice. Solid. Uh, so to go into some games that I was able to play with my team, I'm not going to go super in-depth. I will say both my losses at both the rainbow in person and then online, and then to keep in mind I'm not playing the card, the only losses I had were against Legacy Thana. Or, God, man, goodness gracious. Legacy Apocalypse. Uh, one was to uh, Luis Luis Reyes. Um not secure the bag it wasn't even because of really legacy apocalypse as of scarab scarab really messes up with this team scarab combined with the clay and all that stuff really really annoying uh for my team outwitting the defend on green lantern is like well butts to you man that sucks so that was like basically why i say i lost that game again didn't get like wiped but i think i gave up a hundred something points i only killed like mad jim or something like that was it pretty rough other two games, I was able to like table a Thanos. Devil Marvella is great. Barrier protection, great in power. Easily lets me like chew through Thanos' dial. Helps that he misses all his super senses roll. He did roll a five, but you know, Sackman with the uh, precision strike. Oh, baby. So good. So good. Uh, so that was good. And then I think the last game was against X Men. That one, I kind of threw a Sentinel out there because he had the legacy Magneto. Like, I make free attacks on robots. And I was like, yeah, kill the Sentinel. Come on, you know you wanna. And then it gave, you know, US Agent Flurry right array. And then it just like it was just it was just done from there. Uh, which is pretty cool. And then also I think his Venom Wolverine had to try to hit like twenty twos at one point and couldn't secure it with her twelve attack, which is again rough, but that's how high defense is B baby. And then for Rainbow, I lost against Tristan in a like practice round, because I put him on the Weapon X facility and he had Mad Jim and Gosh, other dude, Molecule Man, and the amount of walls and barrier he was able to make was just disgusting. And I made, I will say, I made some bad plays. And then I kind of want to chalk up that game to being a specific loss due to tarot cards because he had the increased D6 results by plus one. And then I went to kill his Felix Faust, and he, I had Precision Strike, and he rolled a five. And I was like, oh. if it wasn't for that one card, you know, I was like, I could have got at least an extra 30 points and it might have been a little different but it also wasn't a timed game so it was really no clue about where the points were at but in the end it came down to like i would have lost that game by the time we uh, got ready to play real games and then the real games that happened uh, i forget who i played against. i think it was grant first uh grant we previously played with the same team was not able to 
wipe his team, but I was able to wipe his team this time. So I think definitely getting better placement playing-wise. The ability to copy Green Lantern is so nice with the Spider-Folk, just to be able to sidestep Marvella, sidestep Marvella, sidestep Mary Jane, all copying Green Lantern. Uh, gets that free movement that we need, since Green Lantern himself isn't able to taxi first turn because he has to equip the Carter Shield. So that's really, really nice. It is a slow team. It is a slow team for sure. Uh, then we lost Lucas. I don't know if it's be it's not because of Legacy Apocalypse. It's just because of everything else that was going on. Uh, mostly because he stole my cloak right away. Actually, that really hurt with wow. Iron Man. So I think it's, it it's a exactly smart like call. A thing he would do. Yeah, he honest. would. You know, Phoenix Nesters just like to steal things. Yeah, no, we're not. I'm just kidding. I don't care. But uh, but yeah, stealing that cloak right away hurt me so bad. Him uh, number one getting map right. I had a theme. He didn't. He got other the world castle with Jubilee. Then he stole my cloak right away. So I, I like the idea of you just having your little safety cloak, Simeon, because it is crippling. It mad destroys Iron Man. Oh, it's so it's bad. Super, like, super. It, he, he's not ineffective without it, but, like, it super no, sucks without it. It's, it's the tempo is way off. Yeah. You know, like, you have, I mean, like, even the, just losing the, the sidestep mobility person. really hurts. Oh, so but, true. I mean, yeah, uh, the, to the me, flight it was, uh, also really hurts. Right. It was big on Otherworld Castle not having... I only had one person that could fly, and that was Green Lantern. So, Otherworld Castle, John Walker can't fly, he doesn't have leap climb, Iron Man can no longer fly, no cloak. Makes it so difficult to get around, it was awful. I guess Spider-Man 1776 could have charged, but again, it's only a four-square charge. It's not, not great. Could have been, I don't know, six, I guess, with perplexes, but it's still not great. So, that was really, ugh, really rough. And so, that was a lost game. Not a wipe. I was able to score some points. I don't know. I got Jubilee. I got Venom Magneto. Maybe some other stuff. I don't know. But it was it was rough. Rough game. Uh, last game was against Tristan again. Like I said, I basically chalked up the first practice round to a loss. Second round, I put him on a team or put him on a map that didn't hurt me as bad with Barrier. But his old team is just good stuff is good. It's Sky Tyrant. It's Mad Jim. It's Molecule Man. Double Flash. TK and Normal. Idiot. Man, what else is on that team? Sakarian Iron Man with the cloak. I love that team because some other some other stuff. Like everything's a threat when Jim's on there. Oh yeah. It's like, oh, is Sky Tyrant the big threat? Is Sakarian Iron Man the big threat? It's like, well, almost everything on this team is a huge threat. Yeah. Just because I have the options to like power action equip somebody. Obviously, you know, Sky Tyrant can't be power gemmed anymore. But you can no. still do like one of the cool swords or something, you know. Right, he he gave him the sword that everybody wanted to put on the sword equipment, and that was the uh, the null sword, <laughs> the all black necro oh, sword. Oh sure, it was really good. Yeah. You know, no super senses, no shape change. Uh, giant reach two, very very solid. That's the second crazy, turn. the cra crazy crazy thing about Mad Jim currently and in silver, I guess. Yes. Um, if he doesn't get fixed or like errated, he has power once per game. Choose a friendly character, unequipped character within range and line of fire, and choose an equipment from your sideline. It never specifies points yeah. for the equipment, like no max points. So you can quite literally do the like the infinity gauntlets or uh, the, the cosmic, cosmic cubes cube. or yeah. like, you know the fifteen point all black necro sword, which previously was basically only played on null. I mean, yeah. most teams didn't pay fifteen whole points for that sword, but I mean, yeah, if you've got bad gym, why not? It's such a big ask, and at that point, it's like, oh, it's just it's free. So I think that needs to have to like Mad Jim because it's instant his rebate point value. Mad Jim. It's oh yeah, the instant rebate Mad Jim for like a thirty point object for free. 
off your sideline. It's just instant equipped, and it's like, well, yikes. You paid five points for this dude, basically, and he can just still do all this other crazy stuff. Uh, so yeah, I went 2-1, and one, both the broadcast, and got third place in the broadcast, and 2-1 and one on this event. Don't know what the it ended up being. I think that's really strong. Uh, if you look at everybody else that won for the broadcast, they were all Legacy Apocalypses, all ran tarot decks. Oh, my my sideline, for what it matters, is just scroll spies and then people Mary Jane can turn into because I can't use oh, Destroyer. Yeah. It's very, those are very basic sidelines nowadays. <laughs> like yeah. They don't matter My sideline, if it's in modern, is going to be yeah Sentinels and Scroll Spies. Yeah, it's like, that's, that's it, baby. Um, but yeah, so again, I for people that like don't want to play tarot cards or are iffy about them or can't get their hands on that many, you can still do really well without them. Don't feel like you absolutely like have to play them, which is really, really cool. Um, I will say, like, obviously this team, my team, could greatly benefit from, like, that plasticity free move card, that plus two charge card, stuff like that. Obviously, they could still yeah. benefit from. And the but, more, um, I, you know, I will say, like, with the tarot cards, uh, the more I build teams and then apply tarot cards after the fact, the more I, like, you can, for any t- one team, you can have, like, 30 different tarot cards that are good for it. So if you oh, don't sure, have yeah. every tarot card, you probably still have tarot cards that can benefit your team. Um, but yeah, there's there's so many tarot cards that do things that uh, will benefit like parts of your team or maybe the whole of your team or just like one figure on your team. And it like makes it kind of worth it. Or maybe it's just something that like shuts down something your opponent has to, to be honest. Um, but yeah, there's, there's plenty of stuff in like the tarot card area where if you aren't able to collect like quote unquote the best of the best, that's like, right. I feel like the, the dumbest way to look at tarot cards because really there is no like specific deck build for tarot cards. There's no, teams there isn't that are really good with certain ones and teams that are really good with other ones. So like the two tarot decks that I built for modern and silver, there's no overlap. Like, I don't read oh, sure. any of the tarot because one team is completely different and has like certain things that just work a lot better. And the other team, you know, just like I, I require certain other things or get benefits yeah. from certain other things. So, yeah. And that was the big thing we were talking about. Uh, whatever that one time with tarot cards is there is no, a lot of people were just asking what, what are the five I need to buy? And it's like, well, there's not really, five you need to buy they do change on a team by team basis there isn't just the one deck that you put on every single team because of how specific their effects are think, so i don't even think like at this point i haven't found the one card that i would put on every team if oh, sure. i was going to pick yeah. one it would probably be uh that high priestess once per turn each player may re-roll a d6 and a friendly character's roll but that yeah. also gives that to your Pretty opponent. Fair. So there's a good chance that that hurts you just as much as it helps you. If my opponent's playing three legacy site or three legacy apocalypses, and I give them that reroll, that hurts me a lot, a lot more yeah. than it helps me. That's a tough thing. I I don't think I would ever build a, a tarot deck in mind with like let's help my opponent too much. I would just I would usually the best no. way to probably think about it is just does it help me enough? That if it does help my opponent, it's no big deal. That's the big thing. I think the fool card to me is like the biggest where it's like, well, that's, if yeah, I can't use equipment for a turn, does it like kill me? Will that like usually hurt my opponent more? Like how dependent on equipment am I versus how much I yeah. think other people I mean, kind of are. Especially if I'm running, you know, like 
in the future, not at Worlds, but if I'm running that Grand Prize Apocalypse and then a bunch of X-Men with blades. Oh, yeah. Swords. With that right? Gibson That's blades. a great card. Yeah, oh, I hate amazing. having the Fool card on my tarot deck because all of a sudden none of them can use yeah. Blades, Claws, Fangs. I'd like to but counter them. Oof. I'd love to play it against them because then none of them can use Apocalypse's rollout. Did a cool poll on YouTube. Might do more polls on YouTube, but right now we're asking, what are you playing for Heroclix Worlds? I didn't have a great... I just kind of threw this out there. I didn't like my research and check what every single team has been looking like but i said like legacy thanos legacy apocalypse and x-men or avengers and i said other comment below if you want to so if you guys want to go check out this poll but right now very interesting if 17 percent of the people are playing avengers or out of 30 votes then other 17 percent are playing other but we only had two comments which was jay solomon saying avengers forever this is his uh, avengers or shield so that's cool 23 percent said they were going to play x-men 40% said they were going to play Thanos, and then only 3% are playing Legacy Apoc, which is really interesting, considering like recent broadcasts, huh. like finishes with all the Legacy Apocalypse and stuff. Um, I think maybe the only reason we may not see as many Legacy Apocalypse because like he is like right now that's like the fever. He's like the thing a ton of people are playing. It's just because it's hard to get a hold of him. Card yeah. is expensive. I mean, he is expensive, and fair, Worlds is next week. You I know? think Thanos is hard to get a hold of. Too. Well, that too. But um, I think people have had more time to get a hold yeah, of it. Yeah, you know? I think there's been like all of the ones that were being held. Well, and that's like the thing. I think Apocalypse is worth holding on to way more than Thanos. If someone like offered me right now, like I'll buy that Apocalypse from you for a hundred dollars, and I knew I couldn't replace it for a hundred dollars, I wouldn't take it because that's like sure. a shelf piece that I want for life. Like that's truly, I want to keep that Apocalypse. It's one of the cooler shelf pieces I have. All of the two by twos are super cool. Uh, if someone offered me, I mean, I don't have the infinity challenge, but like the universe Thanos, I guess. If someone offered Gosh, they me, they need to change that. They need yeah. to change that so bad. If somebody offered me like money for that, I wouldn't care because, to be honest, I don't care for the sculpt. I don't care for the dial. I'm never gonna play it. It's just a thing that I happen to have yeah. in my collection. Um, I've never even had them on display, to be honest. So, oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I feel campus. that about like it's a lot you. of things. It's like there's certain figures that I'm definitely more likely to have on display. The like Super Iceman that's on Legacy now. I'm way <sighs> more so likely pretty. to have that on display than any of the older Icemans because pretty much like that sculpt was like the the best one they did until maybe oh, like, definitely the was. Apocalypse one. Absolutely. I mean, Age of Apocalypse. I don't know if that's that great of a sculpt. He's like just spiky. He's like sliding. He's, he's sliding. Like a little, yeah, a little like swoop. But I he mean, he's not doing like a big like defensive ice man. But I'll have uh, the slide too. All the team base ones. Yeah, but it's not unique to him necessarily. Versus the big like infinity symbol twirling defense like shell slide down thing that like Candy X Men is doing, which is just so dope. Yeah, no, I see what you mean. Another thing about like the whole universe legacy, I don't own like the actual Secret Invasion Iron Fist or Iron Man. I own like the classic set, the little three pack that they made of those figures. And those oh, are like no. some of the first figures I ever bought. I think, I honestly think that Iron Man has a strong chance of getting legacy carded in like Avengers Forever or something. I need to go buy one because I'm just like, man, I love these figures and I'm so nostalgic for them. But technically, yeah, they're like classics, like CL-1 is their set or whatever, not like actually Secret Invasion. 
I want them to change that though. Like if you own, if it's the exact same dial, the exact same figure, just come yeah. on. Anytime it was reprinted, um, set number. Yeah, honestly, really, really annoying. Even like though the dials are different, um, the mass market versions should have gotten legacy cards too. We should have had like a quad folding like legacy card or something to like you know there was an apocalypse sentinels um i think they did i want to say they did uh onslaught also as like a mass market one i don't remember how many were mass market but there's several and it's kind of sad that like a few people those have been like the ones they've been collecting and like now like you know they they collected the wrong one all these years later yeah right on let's go ahead i think we pretty good talk about 300 modern you know if you well i guess we'll shout out really quickly luke's team that was pretty fun he played in a what's it called the map no it was a master mold event they got an extra master yeah. mold so luke, luke up in canada he played x swap he went three and oh he won the master mold this was his team this is what he swapped into every time he doesn't say what he starts with i know he didn't have uh surface kate pride he didn't have the lockheed bystander because he just won one straight up so his team Basically, always ended up being Venom Magneto, Venom Wolverine, Jubilee from House of X, Cypher from Ten of Swords, Deadpool from Ten of Swords, Hope from Ten of Swords, and a 10-point multiple man. He said the team was mostly untouched to lose Magneto in the second game and Peeper in the first game. But besides that, it was, like, very good. And that was his uh, winning for Master Mold, which is really cool. It's like, that's another 300 team you might want to look at. Venom Wolverine, super cool. I, uh, I really like that figure. Matt Reed. Also won, not one, sorry, went two and one as well in a broadcast event <clears throat> with much less points than I did. <clears throat> so, you know, to, to his credit. But he is rocking uh, Mad Jim with the cake pool. Yeah, really the big Ultra on Chase the, cake pool. Yeah, Ultra Chase. So yeah, that is a big difference. He he has the blue version here on Brad's yeah. thing. But we know, a, we know Matt was running the pink cake pool. Yeah. And the, the reason we know is because Matt's played this figure. And like, oh, I honestly nonstop. think... I like I would not have thought this had Matt not been playing it so prominently in like 300 modern kind of stuff. I honestly think that this figure is overlooked. If I was going to pick one modern figure that I truly think is overlooked, I think it's the Ultra Chase Deadpool at 100 points because you can see um, that. Yeah, free choose a character within range and line of fire until your next turn. Deadpool can use the effect of any equipment that equipped to that character and the chosen character can't use the effect for any equipment. So uh, when Disney Plus dropped, he was doing like Scarab plus this Deadpool plus the Red Wing, and he was making like multiple Red yeah, Wings. Yeah, hundred Red Wings. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now I'm not exactly sure what he's doing with Mad Jim, but I mean, basically the sky's I mean, the limit. Auto give Red Wing and then swap that out to like Stones of Merlin or sure. any other like time yeah, platform generate some modifier, generate some red, whatever, red wing uh, Red Wings, uh, equip like other stuff, you know potentially give deadpool like before you even like start like free swapping you could potentially give this deadpool the uh necro sword for free i mean yeah uh, as a power action but like for no point cost um but really like the sky's the limit with this guy and then he's got that's like just the first trait that he's got he's got like another trait and a stop click the stop immune is yeah hard man hard to ko can't get through that it like sucks everybody that he's ever damaged in like next to him and he's got poison and all this stuff and it's like all right all right i see you deadpool i see you yeah shout out to those teams you know mess around with playing some off meta stuff guys see how that feels obviously you know it's built around deadpool which is very off meta but it's still got like 
Mad Jim, whatever, Scarab, very yeah. meta stuff on there. There's still I good like stuff that he just that he teams. like found a figure that he really liked and was just like, I'm gonna keep building with this. And yeah, that's really at awesome. At one point, he was doing the Deadpool, um, Ultron Pym combo or something like along those lines. Oh gosh, yeah, I remember. Like he was going back and forth between those two quite a bit, and so like that's another figure that I don't think we see enough of is the Ultron Pym is pretty good in like a meta where having a theme team isn't uncommon. Props, yeah. And like, it really ruins, like if I had played that back in like the Kokomo event, yeah. um, the first team that I played against would have auto died because uh, it was like a Lokis. bunch of those Lokis <laughs> uh, prob. Yeah. So every time one of them probs that they just die. Like, yeah. Those little 10 point Lokis. They just yeah. <laughs> so bad. Uh, goodbye guys. Yeah, those are some offbeat teams, you know, like what Simeon said, you know, kind of like what I'm doing, what Matt's doing, you know, play characters that you just enjoy playing. That's that's how I get the most fun out of, like, competitive stuff. Matt just enjoys Cake Pool. He's like, you know, I'm going to play him. That's really dope. I love it. I love when people do well with just figures that aren't necessarily meta, but it's like, you know what? It's just a figure I enjoy. So with that, let's do a little bit of talk about Silver. Then we can do some listener questions. We can wrap up the show here. So, Simeon, there's a pretty decently sized Silver Age side event. That's got some pretty good prizing. So we're going to do a little do justice to silver. This is the first, like, WizKids-sanctioned, like, Silver Age tournament, which just makes it feel all the more official. There's lots, I mean, insane amounts of good stuff for silver. Obviously, there is a ban list. And another important thing is that all tarot, not all tarot cards, excuse me. Well, yes, those are also all legal, except for the OP kit ones. But uh, all the ID cards are legal. Even the ones that were never legal in Silver Age at all are all legal. So that obviously affects oh, our ability really? to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones from like Avengers, Agents of Shield, ones from us or whatever, World's Finest. Yeah, I think World's Finest. And any LE ID cards, not just the X Men ID cards anymore. Every single ID card is legal oh. except for Green Lantern. And okay, then you're Captain saying America they're all legal Agent. minus the ones that they banned. Yes, minus the ones. Oh, they okay. Banned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry, Silver my Age, bad. Silver Age figures fit in like still a certain, very well, like age bracket. Silver Age ID cards encompass all the ID cards right. ever made. 2015 forward, baby. Yeah. So U.S. Agent Green Lantern and Captain America are banned uh, for fairly decent reasons. U.S. Yeah. Agent uh, getting rid of Barrier for five points. Uh, in a bear as barrier heavy as it is now. Back then it was not barrier heavy, and like no one played the U.S. Agent ID card. He's 80 point call in, ridiculous. But now he's like a good call in, and then also getting rid of Barrier would be insane. Uh, it would make Sam Cap like one of the most busted figures. I mean, she's still great, kind of busted. But yeah, and then Green Lantern and Captain America. Every time someone hit, you get plus one action total, which would just make turns take forever with autonomous and all sorts of other stuff. Anigans happening. Uh, so yeah, kind of get into your silver team there, Simeon. All right. So my silver team, I like it because it's, it's like heavily audible kind of stuff if you like want to like change a little bit of it around. Um, so the first thing, let's see here. Yeah, there we go. Uh, the first thing that really like brings the team together, in my opinion, it's a figure that I played in 2018 Worlds, and I'm I really like it. It's one of my favorite figures ever designed because it does something kind of nuts, and by that I mean like not so nuts, but uh, it's Nightshade from the Harley Quinn set. So I'm pretty sure I've talked about this on the podcast before. I know Calder's heard me talk about this figure before. Yeah. Um, Nightshade has a trait that does not matter. But she has a special speed power top dial that is stealth and then free. Place her within hindering terrain within five squares. And then power action, choose a friendly character within five squares and place it in a hindering terrain square 
adjacent to her. So that can be in front of her, that can be behind her, that can be anywhere that's adjacent. It's pretty solid. Uh, the biggest thing is this is like a TK. It's like a weaker version of TK, but it works with two by two bases. So it also technically works with like, if I, for whatever reason, was playing the three by six apocalypse, this also works with that because it's just placing a friendly character adjacent. Um, they have to be within like the five squares of her, but yeah, you can just straight up place something, something real stupid big next to her. Um, so that's like her one thing. And then she also has poison and smoke cloud, but that literally has never been used in the times that I've used her. So not super worried about that. If it's on a map where she doesn't have a bunch of hindering, maybe that pops up. I then have between three and four Wendigos. So if you oh. want to play any ID cards, you can play four I have Wendigos. 30 to 50 feral hogs. Three <laughs> to four Wendigos. Yeah, 30 to 50 feral hogs in five minutes outside my house potentially attacking my children uh no three to four wendigos so if you don't want to play the fourth wendigo uh if you're playing this team and you don't want to play the fourth wendigo you can play id cards such as either of the wolverine ids either of the cyclops ids both decent options i really prefer the professor x id i think being able to call in the xxs professor x mind control people from eight squares away and then move them in range of wendigos is pretty solid um you can also pop on the pin particle tank if you want to mind control and you know well i guess you can't mind control tank people anymore but you can still shoot and tank people so that's all options um i won't go into all the id cards because there's so many characters every time there's an x set that drops there's new id card options every time an avenger or dc set drops there's new id card options um but yeah three to four windows i'm just gonna say four for the sake of the rest of this uh okay Sheriff Strange. So one of my mainstays back when he was legal, 50 points. He has a stop click. He has the bear to battle world key or trait that gives him leadership perplex. Um, he doesn't get to use it to modify anything by plus two or minus two usually, but it's still just traded perplex. Um, he has a trait that is opposing characters must use a double power action instead of a power action to activate ID cards. Is this as good as it once was? No. Is this still useful? Yes. It means that at most, like a character will be able to call in an ID card maybe once every two turns. So it'll be like the third turn if they get lucky with leadership and willpower roll kind of things. Because it is potential with willpower nowadays that um, you could have like a like fifty point whale hitting that like three through six twice in a row and clearing. Maybe. But let's go. Let's yeah. go. Uh, next up, this is my modern pick that really just shuts down a lot of stuff. I feel like this is the best control piece in the game, and that is Dr. Doom, because he can use the many faces of Doom trait. He can swap into all caps Doom to like lower the amount of actions they have in a turn. He can stay as this Doom to have the dice replacements and the um, time platform, which is pretty solid. He can go to, uh, let's see, the Sorcerer Supreme Doom to like have rerolls easily accessed which is actually very good for this game or for this team specifically because one it has the mystics team ability but also two uh, i'm going to be making a lot of attacks with four wendigos hopefully so being able to reroll every single one of those uh is pretty solid it's actually like pretty pretty good um next i have the tri-sentinel because 
that's an actual retaliation piece, and I like it. Uh, Tri-Sentinel can destroy blocking, make easier paths for people to move through. He can also just, you know, pulse wave if you've damaged one of my characters, which is stupid fun. Um, and then finally, I've got Mad Jim Jaspers. So Mad Jim can not only just change the object that Doom has, which is pretty solid because that can give Doom way more options. Um, he can also auto-equip either Nightshade or Sheriff Strange with something. So, like, Sheriff Strange could get the Surfboard or Goblin Glider and have, you know, an 11 for 4 with Precision Strike and Running Shot, which is pretty decent. Um, there's a lot of options with that. So, I think Mad Jim just makes a lot of teams that I'm making currently just because, one, he's mystical, so there's that now. But also, he just he does a lot of stuff for a few points. So, he's also, like, my second Perplex. Nightshade's my prob. Um... I do have three theme team probs, but then uh, I've got Dr. Doom with die replacement and outwit, potentially, depending on which Doom I stick with. So, okay. yeah, that's that's an even 300 if I'm doing four Wendigos, which I personally would probably do. I think in the Age of ID cards, it's fine to pick, like, three 5.1s, or, I mean, maybe the tank and a 3.1 or something like that. But um, if you don't want to mess with ID cards and sideline stuff, the optional sideline in silver is you've got all of the uh, super friends and super villains. What are they? Uh, trouble alerts and trouble makers. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to go along with that, there is a tarot card that is stupid good with trouble alerts. Ooh. And that is yeah, let me know. Of course, let me yeah, it's the ace of pentacles. So. It also is stupid good with Wendigos. So every single one of the Wendigos I'm playing has Flurry traded. Or not traded, it's uh, their special speed power. But they have Flurry. So if I have the Ace of Pentacles on the map or on the board and I charge Flurry with a Wendigo, uh, when this character uses Flurry and miss both or one or both attacks after resolutions, they make a close attack. So I could potentially miss three times in one turn with one character and then call out my like Vulcan or whatever I want to do. Um, and I'll probably have two or three options to do this. So like two or three characters that can do this. So it's pretty good. Uh, next yeah, nice. card that this team is like really likes is the Knight of cups. So this is one that I think I kind of ragged on cause it wasn't super good, but in this very specific build with four Wendigos. So Wendigos have, Stop and Vuln. If no opposing character has a wounded token, do not stop during turning the dial due to stop. So the main thing from that is the stop and Vuln thing. Uh, so if there's a wounded token on the map, it gives that basically protected outwit. And then I'm using the Knight of Cups to give characters that can use invulnerability reduced damage taken by three instead of two, which make Wendigos so much worse, like infinitely worse. <laughs> Uh, a stop click with a reduction by three. Uh, that means you have to deal four damage to a 15-point character, or you have to do pen damage either way. Um, next up is the Five of Pentacles. So this is when a character uses charge, modify speed, plus two. I know that it's like I'm up to six cards by using a double uh, Pentacle card, right. but... I feel like this is just as good as the flurry one, so I don't really care which one pops up. Being able to have a plus two speed with Wendigos is really good. So 
that's why that one's there. Also, like if I go to Lord Doom, if I'm playing against somebody that makes bystanders and I go to Lord Doom, giving him a plus two speed when he uses charge, pretty solid. Um, yeah. Then I have the Page of Swords. Once again, this is a Wendigo booster. When a character uses steel energy, they heal two clicks instead of one. That's yeah. dumb. That's really dumb. Flurrying and making free attacks. Do you know how quickly a Wendigo can go up dial if it potentially has a wounded token on the board and makes four successful attacks, Calder? Um, be dang far, but you tell me, Simeon. So if a Wendigo starts on its, you know, on its 15-point line and it hits all four attacks, it will go from click 15 all the way up to click 7 in one turn. a big eight clicks. Ugh. Oh, yeah. disgusting! That's nasty. I've never real seen nasty. a Wendigo go from from a fifteen point line up to the second plain charge blades line. <sighs> I've seen him go up to like the first charge blades line. Obviously, I've even seen him go up to the second version of like the charge flurry line, sidestep charge flurry. Uh, I've never seen him surpass that. With this card and in play, it's very possible to get like two Wendigos up, like to a point in their dial where it's just insane to try and like score them at that point because it's 15 points it's still just 15 points even though they're basically at like the 100 200 point line yeah they're almost at the 200 point line at that point um so yeah steel energy heals two clicks instead of one pretty solid even if you don't have all four attacks even if you just have like one or two that are successful still really really solid uh and then we've got 10 of wands so this is my wands card um this is anytime perplex is used, use the, the chosen combat value is modified by plus two, minus two instead of plus one, minus one. So this is simply for the fact that um, I have I have Mad Jim and uh, Doctor Strange, Sheriff Strange, that both have perplex. And then potentially I could switch to a Doom that has perplex, I believe. I can't remember exactly. I'm pretty sure there's a Doom that has perplex. Um, so yeah, it's mostly just the fact that uh, there's not a ton of wands that help this team, and this is one where giving a Wendigo a 13 attack, or you know, Tri Sentinel a 13 attack, or just boosting damage for a turn. It's basically one that doesn't hurt me and doesn't help my opponent so much that it like changes my team kind of layout. But yeah, I think this is one of the few examples where I think the whoop, uh, where I think the tarot cards actually drastically change the dynamic yeah, of the team. Yeah, no, I think that Steel Energy card is insanely good. Oh, wow, I never thought about that before. Arrow is going to be oof, really nuts and super unchecked in Silver Age. This is... I, I think Whiskits might be well, in for their money on Silver Age for sure with this kind of stuff. It's going to be wild. Uh, I built a kind of wacky Silver Age team. It's nothing crazy. I don't have a tarot card deck with it. I'm sure you guys could probably figure out a good one that would go with it. So uh, mostly I wanted to use the Sam Wilson Captain America Disney Plus Chase uh, combined with the Samantha Wilson Captain America ADW Chase because I think it's hilarious. Uh, alternate universe versions of each other or maybe no it's relation. like... The ultimate... yeah. yeah, obviously. Not, not real universe relation. <laughs> uh, but she modifies speed plus three. Uh, whenever she's being carried by someone, so the carrier gets plus three speed, and then she, after she's carried, can be given an action, which is cool. So Sam Wilson here's got hypersonic speed, so he's going to be a 13 speed, and he's already a 13 for five, naturally, with close combat expert. Uh, and then when he hits, he can force blast someone back. 
when he uh, hits them with hypersonic speed, so that's pretty cool. He can also throw out Red Wing, which is an outwit, which is a strike attacker. Then also being carried by the crew is going to be Micron, who when he chooses to be tiny size, he can just kind of go along with people. They're not being carried. Whenever they're given a move action or power action, you can just place him adjacent to them after the action resolve. So I don't get his empower with Sam's attack, which is okay, but I do get his empower with whoever uh, Samantha Wilson, Captain America, decides to call in or if she decides to make an attack. That's the bulk of the team. I have Latvarian Village and Mangog thrown on for just throwing Mangog out there. He's sort of bait, I guess. Throw him out there next to a Latvarian peasant. Mm. You know, the peasant is first turn immunity. If it all goes well, give him the mastermind, all that stuff. Bait some people out. I'll be like, no, actually, Mangog doesn't take any damage. Very cool. First turn immunity, peasants and whatnot can be kind of cool. I haven't checked the map. I'm pretty sure he can get there with seven speed, five speed plus sidestep. Maybe I have to perplex him up with Sam Cap. I don't know. Uh, but hopefully he can get there at the very least. So, like, that's some fun bits. Uh, the rest of the team is just filled out with ID cards. You can choose whatever. Wolverine is always a good one because he's a charge flurry piece 90% of the time when you call him in. I also like Shang-Chi as an ID card a lot. Uh, so that with Micron, he's a triple target uh, charge flurry piece, three damage exploit, which is also just really, really good. Um, he can also choose to maybe in-cap people if you so decide. So, like, that's also solid. Uh, Shang-Chi's effect is also Precision Strike, gives it to everybody else, and Modify Attack plus one to making close combat attacks. So that is only going to be useful for Micron, since, again, Captain America, uh, Sam Wilson, already has made his attack by the time you get all the way up there. Another card that might be fun is Red Hulk. He gives everybody poison. Uh, just real neat. That could just, I don't know, be really fun. Pop out Red Wing. Red Wing hasn't been moved or placed this turn. Red Wing now has poison. Red Hulk has poison when you call him in. He can poison. I think technically he isn't moved or placed, like right when you're called in. With yeah, I know you're placed. You're, essentially, um, it's like the same as generated. Right. It's then it's worded as placed, but right. it doesn't count for the same placed. Then if you it's if you weird. do call in Red Hulk, uh, the one from Fantastic Four as the Circle of Four trait, which is if he hasn't been moved or placed, he modifies attack and damage plus one. So he'll be hitting uh, an eleven for five damage. If he has been moved or placed, then with Micron next to him, he'll also be hitting for six damage. Really, really solid. Um, I like that a lot. Moon Knight is one I've messed around with being able to be called in because he is 70 points by Sam Cap. So if we're indoors, everybody can use in power. Not great, but it's something. Uh, and then Constantine could also be funny because he gives everybody the Mystics team ability. So next turn, oh, yeah. you know, you give Captain America, Captain America, and then whatever you called in, or whatever, John Constantine is going to have it. Also, Micron, and then also Red Wing Mystics. Pretty funny. This team's not great. It's not amazing. There's definitely better Alpha Strike teams out there. That's a uh, double Samantha, Sam Wilson, Captain America team. Seemed really fun. Micron's really cool. Some neat shenanigans. And like I said, there's probably some solitaire cards you guys could throw on this team. I didn't get into that. But yeah, been pretty fun. And if I do end up playing in the uh, Silver Age side events, might rock a version. Usually, I always play some version of Alpha Strike because it's pretty dang fun. I think I'm yeah, getting really the only way a I little, play. a little burnt out on modern right now. That I definitely want to like incorporate. And there's some off modern stuff like that Sam Wilson cap. Then definitely combine it with a lot of Silver Age stuff for sure. Right now, like majority besides Sam Wilson cap, the rest of this team is going to be Silver Age actually excluding whatever call-ins I might be using. But yeah, and then of course, you know, stuff on the sideline.
Yeah, that's silver. Let us know what you guys are building for modern age teams or silver age teams. I think it's just fun to build. So if you want to write into the show and talk about it, by all means, feel free to do so. Let's go ahead and wrap up the show with some listener questions. There are dozens of us. Dozens! Uh, Brad, because I think it's uh, pretty topical, what we're talking about is, what is up with the Dial H Discord coming onto my tournament scene and placing in the last three tournaments? Uh, we're built different, baby. We're just so good. What can we say? We bring the heat. And no one's ready to Dial H. That's uh, that's what I would say, man. Yeah. <clears throat> I honestly, I mean, I I don't I don't really care if like competitive people disagree with me. I know that like my opinions aren't always taken with uh, you know, top grain salt in the competitive community. But I will say, I constantly think that the people that play the more casual stuff, the more times that you play random figures and like different figures, the more random stuff that you like find that works or uh. I definitely think it makes you a better sealed player because you're not used to being like min maxed as all, like all the time. Oh sure, yeah. Um, and I'm like, that's not disparaging like competitive players that always play the same thing, but I will say it does like put you behind on the curve if you're always playing the same team and you don't like adapt with like the new figures and stuff. And so, regardless of how good you are with a certain figure, certain type of build, if like something new and completely random comes out people that constantly shift the like their builds and like build with new stuff and like add new stuff and really rearrange their teams they're always going to have an advantage and i'm not saying that dial h specifically causes that or has that but i will say being the more com uh, the more casual podcast yeah um really. i think yeah i think we tend to like err more on like the the line of being on like the cusp of new fun pieces that people aren't expecting kind of thing right not prepared for it, you know. I blindside you. Yeah, I'll go. Like Jack when, people, uh, when people would say like Murder Machine has potential, when in reality it was always Vulture all the time, and Murder Machine yeah, never went in. Don't lie to us. Those kind don't of lie people. Like Euro Jack asks, "What is the craziest purchase you've done in Hero Clicks related? Craziest I've ever done was you know just crazy awesome all around in Kansas City or I guess Missouri, Independence, Missouri." I bought for a hundred dollars rest of this store's collection of hero clicks because they wanted to get rid of them they were selling them throughout the morning and right at the end of the tournament they were like look 100 bucks gets it all take it we don't want it and i ended up like profiting a thousand dollars by just selling that not even in the best way i sold it to like cool stuff inc you know which typically you would probably make more money if you were to sell it to people that would cover shipping and then also uh pay like highest price for it versus you're going to sell it to someone who is then going to sell it i got that GameStop, you know a little bit less but i still with that and then taking it in store credit honestly i didn't even take in store credit for all of them because cool stuffing is awesome and sends it friends and family on paypal which is so nice um i profited like a thousand bucks i literally got three humongous tubs of hero clicks i had to like sit in the back because it was just an insane amount of stuff but uh it was awesome. It, it did take days to sort through all of it and get it all organized in order to sell it, but it was still uh, definitely the craziest purchase I've ever made. Uh, Simi, what about you? Sorting through it all is like my favorite part, though. Oh, um, it's so fun. It is super fun to like organize it all. Yeah. But sometimes like it's, it's, it's a like, headache, whoa. but if you're like in a comfortable sitting position, then it's True. like, it's fine. Um, I will say, TV. watch some TV. Wonder Woman 80th was the set that I bought the physical most of, like a single set. Mm. So that was the craziest out of like a single set that I've ever bought. 
my craziest purchase hero clicks adjacent was i spent like i spent 175 dollars on a cthulhu colossal which oh, is like a horror clicks figure yeah and so it's not even compatible with hero clicks other than the fact that it has like a dial it's not even hero clicks adjacent um but it's it's so cool that like i and it was so hard to like track one down that like when i finally tracked one down for what i considered a reasonable price i just like pulled the trigger instantly um i did the same with a specter so i did buy i bought one person's like getting out of the game kind of thing uh where it was mostly like older figures mostly pre-carded figures but he did have like a specter he did have like some more of the light stuff um it wasn't until i so i i think i gave him like 150 bucks which with the specter and like enough of like the super rares and stuff i definitely like had my money's worth but it wasn't until i got home and started going through everything where i realized he had like probably five times as many cards as what i had figures so there was a lot oh, weird a lot a lot of like generics that like he just did not have included yeah. in the box and i it wasn't like a thing where i was like hey i really want this like uh star sapphire recruit and this blue lantern recruit and this yeah. indigo tribe bat like i didn't care that much but at the same time i was i was like man kind of sort of the same thing yeah, kind of could have like, uh, sold like all of this like a lot easier if been, I had a big been nice, pile right? of stuff. Uh, that was like another big thing that when I bought that collection of Hero Clicks, there's a ton of like mixed match stuff. So like I had all the cards for the Excalibur team base, none of the figures, none of the dials, no team base, and I was like, well, it's a bummer for someone out there. They got a nice shelf piece, uh, I guess. That and like had the card for the Ultra Chase White Rabbit with the little uh. Little pog, oh, pog bystander pop out, thing, yeah. yeah, and just no white rabbit anywhere. And I like, I asked him that same week. I was like, "Hey, do you guys like have a white rabbit?" Just probably wouldn't have asked if it was like anything but like an ultra chase or a super like sought after chase. But like, he's like, "No, we don't. I don't think we have it anywhere." Like, I think I gave it to all of you. I'm like, "All right, I'm not gonna be chintzy and be like, yeah, give me that white rabbit. How dare you not include that white rabbit with my stuff? That's worth a lot of money." It's like. Yeah, dang, bummer. There was no white rabbit in there. It's like, yeah, and I've like thrown away like Ferrer, I don't know, a face, a bunch of other super rares. Just had no cards. Same thing, a ton of like cool cards that had no figures. Bummer. Um, old Andrew Klinger Klingsauce asks, Spotted Cow or Youngling? Youngling. I mean, I think this is more in yeah. line with your it's interest. A, a beer question. Um, that's too broad. That, okay. that question's too broad. So, like, typically, I will say Spotted Cow. Uh, but Youngling is, like, the oldest brewery in, like, America or something. I can't remember what their beer says. It says something like that. They're I think they are the oh. oldest still-running brewery uh, in America, like, traditionally American or whatever. Okay. But I will say the Youngling, Youngling whatever, however you pronounce it, um, that I'm most familiar with, is like their lager, and I'm just not super into pale lagers. And by that, I mean I would rather drink almost any other well, thing. I mean, you know, Simeon, they don't get a lot of sun up there in Canada, so most of the lagers are pretty pale. In so, this is Canada. Up. This is um, Youngling. I think is Wisconsin. I think these are both Wisconsin. Think, in that I case, they're know. both disgusting. Sorry, people from Wisconsin. Yeah, I, I can't remember where it started. I don't know. But yeah. It's, 
I, I'll say spotted cow 90% of the time, but youngling does make like a couple like off brand, not their typical kind of things that are decent. It's just not their, like their original. Like if you said like, uh, Anheuser Busch, I would immediately think Bud Light because that's their most typical beer. You don't even think sure. Budweiser anymore. Literally, when they made a seltzer, they called it Bud Light Seltzer because Bud Light is the epitome okay. of like what that company has become. Budweiser is no longer like their mainstay, their big thing. They are not Budweiser, the company. They're Anheuser Busch, home of Bud Light. That's funny. It's yeah. really weird. It's stupid. Uh, I hate it. Yeah. All right, Andrew. More of a not really a youngling guy. I don't like killing padwans and a lot of cows. I like Angus. And then not in just that the case. Or the yeah, not the old ladies, the, the woman, <laughs> manlings too. Um, but, uh, yeah, even though some Angus cows can have a bit of a bit of spots on them, you know, white. Gosh, I can say that. That's what we usually call them. But I literally, I don't think I can say that on the podcast. But yeah, there's a yeah, not a big fan of spotted cow. And Jones from Down Under, Comes from a land down under, where women glow and men blunder. Ben Jones asks, opening boosters. We've seen some creative ways to open them in Dial H videos. Chainsaw, slashing of claws, burning, freezing, etc. What is your usual way to open boosters? Are you rippers? Eat openers when doing sealed? Also, do you open from the top of the booster or bottom? Oof, I've almost always opened from the top of the booster. Yeah, the bottom has actual glue. Or whatever, yeah. Top is just tape, so... The hard mode, bottom opener. I will yes. say... Um, when I'm trying to be neat, I'll use a knife and I'll pop the tape and like unfold the tab. But at a certain point through a brick or like, you know, opening boosters, uh, I get to the point where I'm just like tired of it. And I just yeah. start like grabbing it and like tearing, tearing the cardboard as like you would like a pop can opening kind of thing. Um, and it, yeah, it's always from the top and it's not the neatest way. I will say after opening a case or something, I will go back through and like, also pop all the bottoms so that I can fold them all flat. Oh, crush them? Yeah. yeah. I used to do that too. That's very easy, very nice. I've started doing it. I used to always cut with like a knife, but then I was like, okay, cut one side of the tape, cut the other side of the tape, open. Just felt like it took forever. It just, yeah, it feels you know? like it's so long. So what I do now is I take a booster sideways and I just rip it totally out the side. I just tear the cardboard completely down the side. That way I don't have to like the tape either when you open it from the top which usually you don't even have to fight it that much but I found it so easy just to totally I mean you just destroy an entire booster this way so you can't put your figures back in it but if you just totally rip out the side it's super I mean that's what I've just found out it's just super quick and it's yeah. what I do it it's not neat it looks a little, little I've grotesque done well. I don't know yeah. but it I've gets done the job it that done way as well um, you don't damage anything that way like oh, there's not really a don't. wrong way to open a booster honestly as long as like the oh. contents aren't um, completely destroyed but yeah uh-huh. 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 I will try dipping one of like liquid that. nitrogen to the, the that would be hilarious like, tap the tape with good like a little hammer dude. hilarious <laughs> um, Luke 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 asks and I really like this question I think it's really cool if your state was a team ability what would the symbol and power be I kind of guessed mm. one for Nebraska but what do you have in mind Nebraska's for the symbol or the symbol? power the symbol. I've kind of guessed, but I think this is going to be. Man, so when I think of Nebraska, I think of like flyover. So. Oh, okay. My <laughs> my initial reaction to this question would have been like little airplane, and it gives like you know the user like a flight symbol or something, because uh, sure. it's a flyover state. But honestly, 
That could be a ton of different states, though. That's so, not like specific to Nebraska, though. You know what I mean? Nebraska, like, like when, I, flyover when I really dive deep in like Nebraska history, Nebraska like actuality, the first thing I think is like cool about Nebraska is Kool Aid, like the Kool Aid Man. That is that was invented in Nebraska. So it was like, oh, was. Oh, so okay. was the Ruben. So was the That's Runza. Cool. The Runza like, yeah, no one really cares. This is um, all right. But like the Ruben's a cool sandwich. That's fine. Um, I think it's also Nebraska technically has more miles of river than any other state, which is oh, really? wild to think about. But yeah, yeah, it's actually got like more technical miles covering it of river than That's any other cool. state. Um, maybe which, yeah, something like, with like dolphin symbol or whatever. Yeah. I mean, even though that's not what, like something that really or, people think about or a landlocked to state to have, but kind of um, cool. Another like crazy thing that I remember from school is, um, the nine one one system was developed in Nebraska back in 1968 or 1967. Um, cause like that was, I remember, learning about that when I was a kid and then immediately going home and calling 911 to see if it worked. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> and then I, like when they answered, I just Parents hung yell up at because, you like, you can't do that. Yeah. I just like hung up because I was like, Oh, it worked. And then they We're called an back and my mom story. answered and was like, Nope, everything's fine. Nope. I swear everything's fine. And I'm just like sitting in the corner like, Oh no. Oh no. What did I do? Oh, uh, me. <laughs> so then the last thing is like Omaha's home to like the college baseball world series. Uh, for whatever that's worth. But if I had to pick a symbol, so it wouldn't be like the river thing, because honestly, that was like something I barely remember. Um, the 911 thing, again, like I don't think anyone thinks of us when they think of the 911 oh, system. I don't think so. No. No one really cares about that. This I is really say, neat trivia, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say like the college baseball world series, anyone that's into that would think of that. And the kool-aid thing so i think the kool-aid thing is probably like the most fun one okay. if we could co-op the kool-aid man like symbol just like the glass jar like oh yeah and you give them improved blocking uh like improved movement destroys blocking uh, and then also for only one square of blocking first the one for wall reasons i won't through. say you give them mind control but it deals one penetration oh no 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 for reasons I won't oh, say, no. but you probably know. Yeah. So yeah, that's my answer. The Kool Aid Man. Dang. All right. I think Pretty it was cool. Hastings. Hastings, Nebraska, because so, they I have the Kool Aid days, uh, and you can go there and get those. like one of every flavor. Oh, I bet there's just so many more flavors. People just aren't even aware. Oh, like, they actually so get there. Many. Like when you go to like a Coke store or something, it's like, oh, look at this, and it's like, what? Yeah, you go there and like that. it's like fifteen dollars for like this mug, like a large size mug. And you just go to oh, like gosh. different like booths and get like here's grape double grape 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 and you're like what is that Man. and they're like oh it's so much grape it's technically illegal you're like only okay. if you really like grapes and then you like you <laughs> drink you it and your your pupils turn purple and you just like oh baby wake up days That's later good stuff right there yeah um, no not gonna lie I was gonna say either a big red N for Nebraska or just oh, corn Huskers would have made sense. That I was I was purely thinking either just corn or a big red N for Nebraska. Yeah, now that I'm um, now that I'm rethinking this, uh, Kool-Aid chimney rock also too. like I think that made our state quarter. So oh, probably okay. would have. Even though now it's like it's no longer a chimney and it's more of like a mound. Erosion has destroyed the chimney portion of it. So okay, cool. depressing. I mean that too. <laughs> uh, for South Dakota, 
There, there were quite a few that came to mind, but almost right away, I just kind of think Mount Rushmore with South Dakota, even though I, you know, don't live that close to it, but I do like Mount Rushmore. I think it's kind of neat. I like uh, Crazy Horse and stuff, too. We just kind of like making statues inside of mountains, so I think just a big George Washington stone head would be, like, our symbol for it. It's, like, basically the best I got. I think that looks fine. Or, uh, or Crazy Horse. Either either stone face works. I think Mount Rushmore is more well known. Then I was honestly going to give us something to do with blocking. But since Simeon chose something to do with blocking, I'm going to choose something else. Uh, maybe, honestly, because uh, our state motto is under God the people rule. So maybe something to do with leadership. Where it's like, if you, know, if you leadership on this character, they remove two action tokens instead of one. I mean, that could be really solid. So, mm. there you go. Or adjacent friendly characters have plus one to their leadership role. This kind of neat. Has PD uh, the first time they KO somebody using the ram ability. No, 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 didn't like the situation doesn't mean I want to talk about sorry it. that's the first thing I think of when I think of South Dakota oh man or we could do the the meth we're on it the orange oh, South yeah. Dakota state the orange how yeah. much money did oh. they spend for that? oh a ridiculous amount and they paid people not even from South Dakota to make that ad it was a Minnesota I can't complain company about that though like I can't make uh, fun of that because we literally spent 10 million dollars like 11 million dollars sending the Huskers to Ireland for no but Simeon, go Huskers, go football, big football fans. Yeah, Nebraska you know the land of corn, yeah. the homeland of corn and Nebraskans everywhere. We make Ireland. it here. Uh, I don't know. South Dakota, if you're a past theme team, get plus one attack and value because that's all people ever care about is like the Deadwood TV show or we haven't oh, been relevant yeah. for years. I don't know, something like something fun like that. Maybe if you if you won Aperol, Modify attack and damage value plus. Well, that'd be way too good. But if you won, like, yeah, maybe if you win map roll, you get plus one attack. I don't know why. I think just kind of cool. But yeah. All right. I think this is a fun question, though. I really like this idea of trying to figure out, like, what your state's most known for, what, like, it kind of encompasses whatever. Yeah. You know, ability for if you're it. listening so, and you want to write in and tell us your version of your state team ability. I think that'd be a Ooh, fun segment. Get, I would love to read all these off, too. State abilities for every state in the, the bring, union. Also, back Puerto Rico, because uh, I initiative. don't care what you believe. I think it's a state, and it should be. Yeah. So could look don't at, be one of those idiots like, uh, that, like, there's the Puerto Rican flag and be like, look, it's Captain Puerto Rico, actually. Captain America <laughs> came before. They changed their flag to that. So predates that flag that could be a symbol is the Captain uh, America. No, no, no. That'd be so bad. Like people that like post that dumb meme. No, dude, it's cringe and it's wrong. Please stop. And it's also eight years, 10 years old at this point. Please stop. But yeah. So yeah, if you're Puerto Rican, Hawaiian, Alaskan, all those ones that aren't necessarily connected to the, the actual continental United States, Still, though, do it, because it'd be really cool. It kind of brings back to the, the Dial H for Hero Clicks, like, World Initiative or whatever it was called. We tried to find someone from every state and every country. Yeah, that's how we got, uh, like, four Russian listeners. Oh, totally, They're definitely yeah. not bots trying to steal our identity or anything. They're <laughs> actual no, listeners. No, totally play. not. Russian Calder listening to this, like, how the hell deals the or something? I was like, uh. <laughs> He's learning. He's learning. He's adapting. One day, he'll, he'll come to America, and it'll just all sound totally different. Yeah, no, seriously, that's a good idea, Simeon. Write in 
And where can they write in? You can do it at facebook.com slash dialers for hero clicks. Message us. A lot of people message us on Facebook. Please feel free to do that, you know, with your state or with some other questions. It'd be really cool. We like to hear both. Same thing. You can write in on Twitter, twitter.com. So it's dial H4. That's the number four hero clicks on Twitter. So once again, same dealio there. All these questions were sent to us on Discord. The only way to get on our Discord is to be a $5 and up Patreon member on patreon.com slash dial H for hero clicks. We have a ton of really cool stuff. Behind the scenes looks at videos, exclusive videos that are just Patreon only for five bucks and up. We have a lot of really sweet stuff we give out. And on higher tiers, you can get awesome action tokens and stickers. Really cool stuff. And then just our Discord community is so incredible. I love it. I think it's worth definitely easily worth the five bucks on the Patreon. You can also send us an email at dialageforheroclicks at gmail.com. That is all spelt out. But yeah, let us know any cool state team abilities you have or any awesome questions you may have for Simeon and I. Those are all our questions. That is our show. Uh, we're just counting down to worlds. We're just getting excited. So just building teams and all that fun stuff. We're one week away. But yeah, all I got to say, guys. Absolutely. Uh, if you've got you've got wild dreams out there, you know, of like winning worlds, maybe you need to you need to load up on figures. You need to load up on tarot cards. Whatever options it is that you need for hero clicks you know who's got them cool stuff inc has them so uh yeah check them out coolstuffinc.com you can get all the coolest and latest hero clicks singles and sealed products you can get all the tarot cards equipments uh even some of the golden silver age stuff that you might need or want if you're trying to gamble on what's going to become a legacy card like we do yeah where to check it out coolstuffinc.com Reminds me, we got to do our Avengers Forever Legacy picks. Those are almost yeah. all revealed, so we definitely need to do that sooner rather than later. Yeah, we need to figure out. Like always, like four or five. Uh, three have been seen, so nine. Is it twelve usually? I have no idea. Yeah. Anyways, happy trails. So if you're looking for emotional satisfaction, my advice to you is seek professional hero clicks. No, are you serious? Again? How many people even play this game? Like the hundred? Instant deadpan humor. Over How they, six uh, people humor? think I am funny. It's the hard day's work. Not that you know anything about that. Which you absolute fools. It's not witcher nonsense. I'm gonna make hero clicks like that forever. Are you kidding me? <laughs> hey Google, attack someone. Let's attack Simeon because he's a jerk. Funny banter. Uh, Do you like how I, I slipped in uh, wild dreams in there? Because, uh, well, you know, yeah, because uh, yeah. T Swift just dropped like like the the best album of the year, Wildest Dreams. Yeah. Oh, did you did whatever uh, James tell you about that, or did he send you that? <laughs> he told me to bring Literally. it up, but I I had no idea like, how to bring it up oh, naturally. It slaps. <laughs> I, I was like looking at the text, and I'm like. No, he can't. Uh, I even clicked play on it and just started playing Wildest Dreams. And I'm like, no, right? Like, he, there's no way this is the he's first not, time he's heard yeah, he's this song. He's not being song. serious, right? Like, like this can't be real. No. Uh, yeah, I was like, I had to wait. I didn't, even, I didn't respond to that text. And I was like, dude, he's, it's a joke, right? Like, you haven't heard, you've heard Wildest Dreams before. Like, you've, you've heard of Taylor Swift. Like, was so is so caught me off guard. I guess he's he did it one other time to me before, but I actually didn't hear the song. So yeah, I was the buffoon in that one. But like when he sent me wildest dreams, all oh, right, like you you know this. Come on, don't don't play me like this. <laughs>